Oh, yeah. Yeah. The BDSM card. <laughs> I inserted it. I, nothing's happening. I've been using... I feel no pain. I've been using that lately <laughs> for like a function when people ask what we do. <laughs> that that sounds presumptuous. I, it, it does. No, but actually. I go like... Or, or like, what kind of people are into your kind of training? I was like, you know, like, it's specific. You know, if you like pulled out a gimp mask at a party and you looked around at people, half of them would be kind of like smirking and the other half would be like, oh, you see the repulsion and you're like, my friends are on this side. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, even if you're not into that, th- there's just like certain things are like when you see how we train, there's either like kind of a smirk and then there's like a repulsion and then the repulsive people they just go away i mean yeah. it certainly is masochistic what happens in here a little bit yeah. yeah yeah it's a little bit um i wouldn't call it full-out self-harm oh but friday nights that's i mean from my position it's not i'm topping that workout right. <laughs> every friday night <laughs> this is this is what well, there's so not a, there's not a masochist thing going on there i mean it's impressive like, you could dominate like 20 people at one time it's amazing <laughs> isn't it well they have this thing where they call like i mean oh, they all gave their consent so it's that's all that matters I, yeah. you know i went through this uh this spiritual process and i had like an ego death and i'm like oh cool i'm like into e- ego genocide like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> egotistical <laughs> genocide is what I'm into. Here, there's our next shirt right ego, there. Ego Holocaust. <laughs> Ooh, can't go there. Why? But I was just, Has there only it, been that Holocaust? Well, no, because the Holocaust is a um, word, right? That's just becomes the Holocaust. Right, the. But, but if I say but I'm into. The word has a definition separate from, from that the. specific. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Like there's just like just saying like there was the genocide. You're like, well, which one are you talking about? But Holocaust is just within our time, right? Well, it, it's weird how some terms kind of take over. Like, if you say truther, mm-hmm. it literally means you're talking about 9-11. How does that make any sense at all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Good just... I mean, we had banned words up there for a while, and we just kept, you know, Using saying them. them. Yeah. Because well, we kept evolving. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, what? no, really, we optimized our practice. Yeah. And yeah. I was very had a lot of gratitude for that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, um, I, you know, it's, it is fun. I mean, I've, we have been a little bit on a words matter kick. I mean, since we started this fucking thing, yeah, but, yeah. um, but the, the, the idea that certain words like get co-opted yeah, yeah. in, in, in ways that then make them like, okay, well, I'm not going to use that because, Whenever I say that word, it comes with all of this other weight that isn't, you know, the the weight that I was trying to express. Yeah, like the word problematic. Yes. Right? You say that word and you automatically, almost like without even blinking, you're like, oh, shit, you have a liberal arts degree. You're like, <laughs> you're just like, you can immediately assign, you're like, gender studies, you know, poli sci. These are like... I can't say the word anymore. I know. I read it today and t- completely not in that context. And... and, and 
it was like, well, that is the appropriate word here. Well, it's well, just so now- it's uh, that's what we were talking about earlier with with memes, right? Mm-hmm. The word has become a meme, so it has an added meaning that carries with it. Cultural, yeah. right? And so language functions as just a way Evolution. to communicate with people. So language is always going to change. And you can have the, what is it, descriptive versus prescriptive language. Some mm-hmm. people want it to always change. Some people are trying to conserve its meaning because, yeah. you know, it, things get really confusing when we the, don't the know what they mean. Words, you know, they change. <laughs> right. And so when, if you know your audience, yeah. you know that the word that you say is going to mean something to that specific audience versus another audience, right? Sure. So, so when you have... I'd say you have a responsibility, but not that you have to, to understand how the person that you're speaking to is going to respond. And then you can choose to, in a sense, acquiesce to their version of the world or, or the words being used. Yeah. Or you can, you know, perhaps choose to stand firm. But if you, you have to know what you intend to mean, intend to accomplish with your yes. word and how they're going to receive it in order to choose which path am I taking. Here. So it would be super helpful if I had only one follower on social media. It would be very easy. It would be much You'd easier. You'd probably get a 100% like rate on all of your posts. Exactly. Which is phenomenal engagement. <laughs> yes. It, <laughs> we could even, you know, have conversations with each other in the comments section. Imagine which, that. Which would, um, I guess it's not really a conversation though. Uh, but But wouldn't that also boost my something in the eyes of the algorithm well so that's the thing is i i know uh i know people have been deleting their accounts and mm-hmm. these are people with large followings yeah i mean not like gigantic but tens of thousands of followers sure deleting them or stopping to use them and starting a new one and mm-hmm. when they have a fraction of the followers they're still getting the same amount of likes because they've if you purge the non-active followers right. yeah. or the bot type followers sure then your engagement goes up and and then, you know, you get pushed out to more people. Oh, you mean the big titty fans of mine that say hi in my DMs? Those aren't real? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Did you notice that Bobby Maximus was included in one of those group highs? <laughs> no. It looked like it was a bunch of CrossFit people and me <laughs> and Bobby Maximus. I'm just like, <laughs> now there's a fucker who replied. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, it was Jesus always so Christ. funny on Facebook when, uh, you know, uh, a hot girl who was obviously a fake person. Yeah friend requested you and then you click on it because it's a hot girl friend requested you and yeah. you find out it's a bot but you see your dumbass friend who accepted it you're yeah. like, you're like, oh, oh you piece shit. of shit you little horn dog yeah and you're like come on man like you know she likes me come on i guess it's too soon to tell him to go and do an asian massage misty bro. <laughs> misty bravo <laughs> she fucking loves misty me bravo. <laughs> oh christ um i yeah fucking hell. so i've got a question why the fuck did you eat a raw chicken? <laughs> That's just going to do it like that? Yeah. Gonna, I mean, like, I was going to start like could, that, but... Oh, okay. Because I and, wanted to eat the chicken? Yeah, but like, so, you know... Before it could cross the road. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I had, I, it was running I, away, man. I had I'll to be honest, it. That was a fucking nightmare to watch. Not not having any. I don't care about your health, man. Sure, I really yeah, don't. I, I, like, I care don't care a little bit. I don't. Well, I don't think about it. Right. <laughs> sure. I'm like, man. I really hope Josh is in good health, like you would, like your parent. Sure. I just go. You'll figure it out. Yeah. So even if you got like super sick from eating that, I'd, laugh, I'd be like, well, he figured it out. But it's the textural nightmare. Like the, it was the. I don't know. It was really hard to watch. So I'm I'm assuming that you've never eaten raw chicken before. 
Correct. Not on. Not of not, my own volition. Not on purpose. Yeah. So, the actual meat itself, raw, especially uh, like the breast, very much resembles like eating raw fish. Like I cut up chicken breast into sashimi slices and put a little lemon juice on it and like some cilantro, and it's really good. It's so refreshing and it's so light. If if what no do you one... mean really good? And th- th- we have a first of all, I have like a. a I don't trust your taste buds. Like I, you're not somebody that recommends something and I like go out and that's not to judge. I just know we favor different things. You know, if you always have a friend, you're like, dude, I met the hottest girl. And you're like, I already know. I don't want to see this girl. Like, and then you have another friend who they're like, dude, she's a 10. And you're like, I'm interested in seeing what a 10 is like, because I trust them. If somebody's like, if I have friends that are like, you have to try this. I'm like, okay. And you're just not one of those people. No offense. Well, okay. To be, to be fair. <laughs> To be fair, I think you would know whether I'm saying something that I would you would understand to also enjoy, right? Because you know your audience. I know my audience, right? So so like when I'm like Michael, try this ice cream. Yeah. Right? I know that you're gonna think it's good. When I'm saying try this this chicken, yeah. I'm saying you're probably gonna hate it, but I would be interested to see how you okay. experienced it and perhaps adjusted to it after like the initial shock. Fair. Right. So, Fair enough. so I've, I've always, cause I've cared about health and nutrition since I was like, you know, in high school when I started mm-hmm. working out. Um, and I always became interested in whatever the thing I thought was best for me. Mm-hmm. So I desire taste wise, the food that I think is the healthiest for me. Now, some things are harder to eat than others, but I desire it because of its properties. Don't you think every, uh, and I think this is, this is actually a, a pretty cool like recognition of the thing, the trick that you're playing on yourself to get the foods that you think that you need by like co-opting your pleasure center, right? right? You get pleasure from feeling a certain way as opposed to pleasure from experiencing the food. I think most people do the opposite. They trick themselves into the thing that gives them pleasure. They talk into the thing that is healthy for them. Right, they're justifying yeah, whatever like, they're, yeah, you know, I need to get my chicken and I needed my protein from that and I need my vegetables. So I ended up with a, you know, fried pesto chicken sandwich. And you're like, what, wait, what? what, what? <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> it's just like, you just ended up somewhere weird. I think you genuinely are aiming for foods that are nutrient dense and kind of have these properties that are really rare. And that that's, first of all, you got to define what health is for you. Right. Correct. How do you define that? Well, I mean, my, my pursuit of health is trying to have the, the, the longest term of feeling good, I guess, right? So understanding that I might eat a certain way, which will make me feel good right now or over the next few weeks, or I can eat a certain way that perhaps looks further down the line, next few months, next few years, perhaps the rest, rest of my life, mm-hmm. as well as looking all the way down the line as far as what am I passing on to my kids, so what I'm eating now, I'm thinking about the health of my children, my future children, hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if 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 our we're, we are passing genetics down, if we have like you know positive and negative gene expression, then obviously that makes sense. Right. Um, the same way that like, oh, now that I'm pregnant, I'm going to start listening to classical music, like some hokey bullshit to sure. make my kid think that I'm calm, even though I'm like freaking out internally about this whole experience. <laughs> like any as, as if they're the the child doesn't know that you're freaking yeah, out yeah, internally. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean that that's kind of the the funny thing. It's like oh, I'm going to mask my anxiety about how much I hate the fact that I kept this baby with like classical music. 
<laughs> well, unless, I'm mostly only saying these things because you're very pro-life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> as far as like politically goes, yeah. I really don't know what the answer to something like that is. I'm very much against the idea of abortion for yourself and those that you would might inseminate. Sure, right, but you don't care if somebody else does it, right? Well, it's not that I don't care if someone else does it. It's just I don't know how to effectively go about legislating such a thing. I mean, I judge people for every single thing that they do. Everybody does. Yeah. yeah and so, so it's like, I mean, if someone does it, I would say I don't like that they're doing it. Um, but what don't you like about it? I don't because like. I don't like when I see a parent with a kid that shouldn't have one. And yeah, like, but so I was thinking, I don't like that either. Right. right? But what I, what I, what I, <laughs> what I don't like is people just being irresponsible, right? So it's, it's kind of a thing where that person shouldn't put themselves in a situation where they need to get one. And that person also shouldn't be having children either. So it, it's like, it's kind of like what we're, when we talk about these like things that happen like politically and it's like, okay, mm -hmm. so we're talking about gun issues. We're talking about mental health. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's so many layers to these things. Yeah. And so when people try to isolate one thing from each other, but that's impossible to do. Right. So if you focus yeah. on a holistic approach to whatever the thing is, right. So for, uh, you know, just because it's kind of what's happening right now, like, yeah. okay, whoever is feeling in such a way that they feel like they need to go out in the world and then end other people's lives, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what is the culture in that household, right? What kind of values do the parents have? What kind of food is the kid eating? Like, what, right. is, what is the kid learning in school? What are all those experiences? I 100% agree with you on the, on the fundamentals of where you're right. going with so it. Right, so what I think, when it comes to, like, making laws or rules, I very much in the sort of, like, respecting natural law and kind of, libertarian rights in that kind of sense mm -hmm. so the the laws that are enacted should not infringe on other people mm -hmm. so what someone chooses to do you know that's kind of like look i might not agree with that at all like i don't support prostitution but i think it should be legalized mm -hmm. because i don't think that the government has any right to tell someone what they're doing in that act do you think it should be legalized or decriminalized well, legalized would probably, like, in, you know, that's again, what do the, what do the word, words mean? Right, right? Exactly. Legalized, well, now it's being taxed, right? I don't believe in taxes either, so, so that becomes no, a problem. No, I think this is an important feature. It is. Like, by saying that I want it legalized, you're essentially saying I want the government to step in and make sure that this thing happens and they get a cut of it and they regulate it. Right, so I guess I would say I don't want anything in, in the entire existence to be legal. I just want things to not be illegal. Sure, yeah, I agree right? with so that. Like, yeah. the, like, the government like has, no, has no right to... Uh, make legal or illegal what you do yeah. with your body, whether you want to you know, own a firearm, what you want to eat, what kind of access you want to have to things. Right. I, I just don't think the government has the right to do that in the first place. No, they're just so people. I, I want the government the, is just different people that are generally more unhealthy, uglier, and probably a little bit richer. Yeah, government are people with a monopoly on violence. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, I, I would anarcho-capitalism. Yes, kind of yeah. So I would just like government to remove themselves or to, <laughs> to just go fuck themselves, really. <laughs> I, I would, yeah, that's our podcast for the day <laughs> I, I agree with you and there's like some but it's not that i'm against regulation flatly because i do understand how society works um i think it's 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 a weird line that got crossed a long time ago about what the government's like involvement should be in your personal life 
and it, it anything can get excused as oh it's interacting my life and, and down to the point where like well I don't like swearing on TV because it affects my children and and I don't want them to hear cuss words and I don't want to hear poor language so then we have the FTC and or not FTC um, FCC FCC come in and like fine people who say bad words and you're like wait what the fuck are you talking about like, and and so just that, turn the fucking TV exa- off. exactly right so so the same thing I see you know the pregnant lady that's a crackhead I'm like Meh. I'll just look the other way uh, eventually until the whole world is crackheads and you're like, okay, now we need a street sweeper of some sorts or what, whatever the, the analogy is. Is <laughs> that too rough? I, there was a fine firearm before they said you couldn't have them. Yeah. And I think it was actually kind of a nickname for a particular <laughs> drum fed 12 gauge. Yeah. I- <laughs> I think it was a spaz was the manufacturer anyway, but whatever. Uh, just <laughs> or maybe it was Striker. I can't remember. Anyway, I, I I agree, and this is the heart. Like, how do you? I mean, I guess the best way to kind of convince somebody of this argument about I believe in decriminalization, usually not legalization. Sure, I would that's agree a, with that. That's a really rough line because the prostitution example is a perfect example. I one hundred percent don't partake in any form of prostitution and never have but i've always respected it as somebody's ability to use their what they have their as a natural resource, resources their natural resources both male and female and other mm-hmm. to be able to make their way in the world when they have nothing else sure uh, and anybody who says that you know usually it's like you know well, i don't want my husband to go out and bangs well then be a better wife right. like that's on that's your responsibility to make sure that you know the people your significant other doesn't need that outlet which means you have to be open and communicative and then there's probably still you know a a, a purpose for that kind of thing most people don't realize that most prostitution is not like you know these old guys that need to like bang out some fantasy that they couldn't get from their wife actually most to do with like there's a lot of amputees and vets and people like with you know brain traumas and weird abnormalities that people that they're not good in social circumstances they're never going to connect intimately with a mate therefore they use these services to actually fulfill intimacy because intimacy is a core vow like a core necessity in the human experience and you can pay for it and they're very good at providing intimacy for people, but most people don't recognize that. They're like, "Oh, it's just a you know a crackhead that is you know you know get doling out blowies on the corner," which is the only reason that happens is because it's actually criminalized. Right, like, the legality of it that. is what makes the, the yeah. conditions worse for sure. Yeah, for sure. But how do you how do you how do you pitch that to other people to like how do you sell because now we're just dealing with a bad marketing campaign well i mean that's the thing is that people people are trying to solve social and cultural issues with politics which i i don't think that you can do that's a good point so what you what you need to do is you need to create social and cultural i would say institutions but i don't like the word institution but but uh (laughs) some some type of 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 structures right which are all voluntary mm-hmm. that create and foster um, good values and good lifestyle, right? So that could look like something like a gym or a church or some type of community center where people gather around a certain interest. You want to go play music or do art or something. Mm-hmm. You can come around other people with, you know, you have like-minded views and then you choose to kind of foster something out of that where people don't feel alone. People don't feel, you know, kind of ostracized from society. 
Um, not that you can always control for the outliers, but. No, some people are still going to eat a raw chicken and make me watch it. Just, <laughs> I didn't make you watch it. That's the thing, <laughs> no, no, though, right? <laughs> I, I think, I mean, the the illegality of it, of and if we're just speaking, of, you know, of of prostitution, um, and then and everything that that um, trickles down, mm-hmm. shall you, shall we say, from that. Um, all of the bad behavior, the regulatory behavior, the and it, it's all tied to the fact that they were Puritans when they fucking came over, yeah. or uh-huh. enough Puritans came over that our society was created in a particular way, with yeah. a lot of shame um, being attached to and associated with the act of sex or physical intimacy, and and I think there's you know. A, People are having a negative relationship with the shame, not with, you know, when they act out in particular ways. Mm. Let's, you know, we can use a, a recent horrific crime as an example um, if people um, want to make that association. But uh, but I think there's just a lot of bad underground and, and um, be, you know, behavior that has to be underground so that... Um, but 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 that comes with all sorts of predatory sort of other behaviors that go with it. A hundred percent. And if it yeah. and if it and if and my sense is that like, you know, take the shame part away, and then a lot of the negative behavior goes away, mm-hmm. and maybe that's not a bad thing for people. I I think you're right, and I see this like as a totally fucking you know, let's call nuclear subject. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. So uh, we well, could... I'm just trying to get canceled because, well, I mean, because <laughs> I don't want to do this shit <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I, I think so. The, what the, th- the topic that comes to mind where, where shame is a big deal, mm-hmm. where morally, I believe there's something bad happening to another person. It's affecting somebody else. When you talk about pedophilia, Okay. So we arbitrarily... Oh, now we're going nuclear. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we arbitrarily designated the age of 18 as somebody who can make decisions about their sexuality. We're now like really pushing that boundary in... in, in Wait, was it that or was it voting and drinking and dying for your... Fighting for your country? Well, so you can do all that. Okay. Almost before... I mean, it was drinking, you have to wait. Yeah. But you can you can definitely die for your country before that. Uh, for sure. Uh, whether, you know, you're signed on or not. But a 17-year-old <laughs> says, hey, I, I think I'm mature enough and I want this experience of sexuality. And if two 17-year-olds kind of interact in that capacity... Um, or get caught or like somebody above that age gets you know an 18 year old has sex with a 17 year old we're talking about a rape charge of sorts and so although the, okay there's going to be situations where they probably look at it relatively and be like oh, nothing like really you know heinous happened here it looks like you know this is one of those things that falls in the line but there's definitely an age where you're like something's wrong like well, something is very so so that's the that's the thing where it, it's you can't define that with some sort of arbitrary age, but you can you can feel that, right? Yes. You can look and you go, that's wrong. But the law has to have an arbitrary, it has well, to have well, black so and white. That's like kind of like what Mark was saying, right? Yeah. Like, you know, we can kind of deliberate whether we want to use shame or law or some amount mm-hmm. of both. Um, but how, like, that's what I was kind of saying about social and cultural issues are probably not going to be solved through political means. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, there are there are there are you know uh, young men who have gone to jail like you know 19 and having sex with their 17 year old girlfriend mm-hmm. and i think we we would agree that that's you know probably the a, a misuse of uh, application of the law right right so but instead of looking for the law to handle something we could use shame or our own mob violence <laughs> well so what right? happens like if someone if someone who's like let's just say we make in a clear distinction like a 35 year old and like a 13 year old right You're talking about a comedian <laughs> jesus <laughs> I actually I think that was uh, Elvis Presley's gap <clears throat> with his wife. I think it might have actually been thirty-five and fourteen or something. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah, yeah. But so, like you know, and, and this is where community becomes really important because I think too often at this point in our lives, when we live in these big cities. You don't actually know the people around you, the people that are judging you for what you're doing. Well, you that, you well, that's the thing is like I mean, you, my neighbors don't know what I. Like who I am or what I do or what I talk about, right. so they're not even judging me. You have no idea who your neighbors are. Right. So when, as we've gotten away from community, right? Not that it's just only has to be your neighbors, right? Like the, again, I said this is a place of of community. Right. So if I did something which was technically not illegal, but you all Frowned found upon. morally reprehensible, you know, I would suffer the consequences by being like, you're out of here, even though I don't go to jail, right? Right. So yeah. if you have something where a 35-year-old, and a th- not that I think that we need to remove pedophilia, that's not what I'm saying at all, no. but you know, to, to, to worry about all this nitpicking of like, well, how many years in between, and then you know, how do we do this law thing? If that happens, we could just go literally kill that person, right? And like, I wouldn't find that to be really that bad of a thing. That's just right. vigilante justice. And we could we could look at like well that's a negative thing as well too but we're we're going to be debating the pros and cons of any type of regulatory system whether it's legal whether it's shame whether it's you know uh, independent violence mm-hmm. these are all methods of regulating people to some extent because as a, a group because we're humans we live in groups we need something that controls or what we deem acceptable, as in, like, you're either welcome or you're not welcome here and you're ostracized. Well, there, there's a couple things there that are interesting because I think conceptually you're correct that um, the 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 current community or lack thereof because it's a metropolis or it's a whatever place that you live in, there's no real connection to your peers that would be judging you if you were tried for a crime. That same thing reflects in why people don't have good guidelines for developing standards of living that go along with the culture you know and and this is one of those weird things where you go pedophilia is a good example of that because i think it's one of those things that actually there's a lot of uh obvious shame that is inherent in it but also with like you know sexual deviance a lot of sexual deviance is actually provoked by shame like i know i shouldn't be into this thing and therefore it drives that pre prefrontal cortex mode of like compulsion control which turns you on even more so even though you might not be into that thing the fact that you shouldn't be into it drives you to it and the thing that would alleviate that is an open and honest conversation about what you're experiencing as a human being and that conversation there there's really a there's nowhere for it to go with something like pedophilia but there's nowhere to for some place to go when it's something that's actually touches a lot of people's lives that's more realistic like suicide like if there was you know if there was like hey, you're thinking about this thing. Here's the funnel. It goes through a psychological examination, a lot of support, and it ends in a, um, you know, a medical end of life scenario 
where we will take you if you don't want to be here anymore and that's really what you think here's the avenue that you go down you talk to these people and they send you on this road and if you're still convinced at the end of this process then we wish you the best of luck and we do it the most humane way possible your family can be present or not present whatever way you want to do it but because that doesn't happen we have more examples of people there's no avenue to explore that and so they make mistakes they get drunk and they pull the trigger or they may, they 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 do something that's based off of compulsion. Well, so do you think you know more energy should be put into finding ways to allow people to commit suicide safely, or do you think we should put more effort into trying to figure out why people get in that place and try to avoid that as much as possible? Right, and I I, I agree with you that the communication I think is the most important thing because we're humans and the only thing that we and that comes back to the words the only thing that we do as humans is interact with each other that's what creates like our connection our bond is our interactions so th- that means communication has to start from the very beginning though and that means like within the family within the local community schools sure whatever it is right so I, and you know we were talking about like you know perhaps like shame of certain sexual proclivities like mm-hmm. if you have parents who hide the reality of sex from their kids altogether as yeah. opposed to just being honest and answering questions but also you know explain to them conveying how of a serious matter it is and, and considerations to be made to be made but not to be just you know there's nothing worse than a parent saying like because i said so or or just or something as just that short you know to 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 create a situation where the child is now left to Figure it out on their own. Figure it out exactly with, yeah. without guidance. But and I think that's true. But I think that's true for just about any topic and any Completely. person. Is like how how do we learn? Well, you know, mm. the mentorship is is important. You know, the 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 and maybe there's a collective exploration between you and your peers that also involves communication. Um, but but generally, you know, we try to find people who can guide us and teach us in the most efficient way possible because, you know, we are efficiency machines. In in a way, and I don't want to have to go to the shoe store and try on every size of every fucking shoe. If there's someone who can guide me and go, no, this is your size according to this Brannock device, and you know, um, and what do you like? <laughs> you know, apart from that, like we've narrowed it down to you know to the size, but and and so having a a guide in these ways. I mean, my parents weren't like weren't forthright about. Well, I had to, I had to fucking figure it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I was, you know, happy to have a, you know, a book called the, you know, discover a book of my father's called the joy of sex. Um, <laughs> you know, which is like, yeah, I did just some read, you know, some reading on the, on the subject and I had illustrations and that, and that's great. But there, but there was no conversation of any kind yeah. granted. That's a, you know, a, I don't know if it's me being whatever a, generation ahead of you all um makes any difference there it was probably the education was probably you know more important then because it was you know the whole because it was so secretive yeah i mean it, it in, certainly in, depends in, on the the specific family or the area sure. right the city or town that you yeah. perhaps grew up in um i mean my my neither my parents ever spoke to me about sex until i was in college and mom and my mom was just like so do you have sex like, you know, it was, you know, it was just kind of like, like that. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I would say, uh, I don't know, unfortunately I, I grew up with computers, so I found porn way too early Okay. and that, that's, that was my, you know, education. Like I had sex ed, 
you know class in in school like in middle school or whatever yeah but you're already so you're you get so warped by the majority of your exposure to those things being in this fake fabricated you know uh, which you can't determine whether it's real or not at 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 some point like no because it's shameful to watch that stuff and be like to ask questions about it yeah but i so like that's that that, that, really you put it where (laughs) depends (laughs) <laughs> depends on there's a lot of con- options it depends on what the consent is right you know whatever's appropriate yeah I yes mean, means I mean, yes and <laughs> no means anal or like whatever <laughs> jeez <laughs> I just love Josh's reaction I, I think you're like I, I agree with all the sentiment that you have so surrounding, okay. surrounding like porn especially because that's that's like okay there's sexual activity going on everywhere that's like a human thing that's going to happen it's an animal thing it's a it's a fundamental part of procreation and enjoyment and intimacy and all these other psycho-emotional pathways that we have to tick this box in order to live kind of a happy healthy life doesn't mean we have to procreate because you know that doesn't need to happen for everybody but most people need to partake in this thing let's just say that 99 percent of the population partakes in this thing Maybe we're off a percentage of a two, but probably not. The vast majority of people will interact sexually with another human being within their lifetime, right? I think so. Okay, so then we have this entertainment that is made off of this act that every single person does, right? So it's a fairly well-known thing. And we can look at the numbers of like hits to these things or how, how popular it is. And you're like, yep, pretty much everybody's looking at this stuff. Right, minus you know, not in Utah. Not if they. Re- I don't know if you saw the thing that uh, somebody oh, yes. just proposed. Aren't they going to ban it now? In proposing the house where like you, uh, cell phones and tablets sold in the state of Utah um, will be regulated. Like you won't be able to access pornography on those devices. I mean, it's a it's a fucking. I mean, it, it can't pass, and it would be challenged. You know, sure, it, 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 uh, but the idea. Of it blows my mind. But so, so that's is, why I come back to like that's a social and cultural issue, and we yeah. shouldn't be legislating that, right? Exactly. And 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 that's you know you you kind of talk about the idea of. Like, I mean, uh, especially if the legislation is informed by you know a particularly strong, potentially religious point of view. Sure. Well, I, I mean, this comes. This is separation like the, of church and state here uh, is one block. To, to finish, kind of like the, the 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 viewpoint of like is porn harmful. We have no idea, actually. We don't know if that's harmful or miseducation is harmful. It's like saying are violent movies harmful? Are they? Like, does watching violence or war movies or movies that have, you know, Tokyo Drift and cars sliding out of control and people robbing banks, does that harm society? Like, do you think that the entertainment version of violence is harmful to society? I mean, I, I probably would say that I think entertainment is harmful to society as far okay. as the, the form of it that we have now. In ma- and I'm a, I'm a consumer of it. Sure. I, I literally engage in it myself. But like, I think that on the whole, it is probably harmful to society. So, but I don't think it should be illegal. But I don't think that it is. I think the thing that stops it from being harmful is the conversations about reality. Yes. If you drive on the street like you watch NASCAR or whatever... 
it's it's deadly. So you're saying people don't drive like Tokyo Drift, but people fuck like porn. Well, because there's education involved. In order to drive a car, you go through this process where they like license you and they teach you about the dangers of breaking the speed limit and force and like all of these things. But, But do you really think that that is what stops someone from driving like that or the sheer inability and fear knowing that like I'm probably gonna crash and die if I do this? I think if most people sat down with like, um, sex workers and understood the risks and dangers involved in most sex acts and having multiple partners, they would stop acting a certain way. And they would also understand that before any of these crazy things happen with these like f- fucking fists going in orifices or whatever, they understood the consent and the health that's acknowledged that they're risking by doing such an act. And this is like, this is a very like, uh, the 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 conversations that go on before somebody shoots this whatever scene are hours right oh and they're 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 two you know workers working together figuring out what they're okay with what they're safe with what's what's okay what's not okay and we lose that to the point where people are on dates and i don't think it's because of porn it's because of a lack of knowing there should be a conversation behind sexuality about hey this is what i think sexuality is and are you comfortable with this and that like you're before you say yes i want to have sex with you or yes it's okay for you to put something in me or whatever you're into there should be a, an open and honest conversation about what your idea it's like before you talk about politics, you start, well, I think I'm the conservative. Before you get into sex, you're like, I think I'm a dominatrix, or I think I'm a sub, or I think I'm this, or I, I think I'm into whatever. But that conversation never happens. So people are just like, oh, I'm shy and I'm quiet about it because sex is shameful. And then we get into these scenarios where people are like wildly out of their league. Holy shit, I didn't know this is what it was going to be like because somebody's version of it, they're looking at some different form of entertainment than somebody else is looking at it. And there's no... There's no real education between bridging the gap between entertainment and real life. And I think that's if you know where I I would say that violence in entertainment, violence in video games, in movies, television, etc. I think the danger in it, I mean I'll, I'll say yes, this is dangerous for society mm-hmm. because people are fucking stupid. Yeah. So that entertainment combined with stupidity desensitizes people to the fact that you can't just fucking push a button and start a new game. Right. Because, you know, when someone splats on the ground next to you, mm-hmm. you will understand the fragility of human life. When you, you know, accidentally, you know, you're in a scuffle in front of a fucking, you know, bar or something because there's some words exchanged after alcohol was consumed and you hit your head a little bit too hard on the curb, mm-hmm. you're fucking dead. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, or worse, it changes, or worse, <laughs> Brain damage. but but it changes the relationship. And then all you know, this idea of like, uh, I, I mean, until you have experienced, you know, that kind of loss mm-hmm. um, and, and, and how fragile it doesn't take, you know, watching a guy get hit by a falling rock. It's, and it wasn't a fucking very big rock. Right. But, you know, pretty much dead right there. And like this is it's like it doesn't take much and it doesn't even have to be your fault. And the separate and the, and and then I think the differentiation between entertainment and the real world is skewed in some way by the constant exposure. Well, I think I think quality is, I mean, with everything, I think we we have lost the importance of quality, right? I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, I could certainly go on and on about talking about that with with food and nutrition, but yeah, um, the quality of entertainment has certainly, you know, it's it's gotten cheapened. It's become more plastic. 
Um, and it's always evolving, like language. Yes. Um, well, so what? What do you mean? So entertainment has become cheapened. Well, I think everything has become cheapened, right? And entertainment is a is a very large cultural sort of like, phenomenon. So give right? an example of like what compared to what? Like what? Do, what do you see as like wholesome entertainment or something? Well, it's it's, not it's, not, it's not about wholesome, but you know, we were, we're talking about something like violence, right? Mm-hmm. And there are some movies which kind of, in a sense, uh, glorify a certain gratuitous violence, and then there are certain certain movies which perhaps will show the reality. Of, sure. of violence and the destruction that it causes, right? And one of those, you're kind of like hooting and hollering along with the movie, mm-hmm. right? You're kind of getting amped by the violence. The other one is like you are, you, you feel the it. weight by it, right? It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. like literally this, you know, the the you know gruesome, but it's kind of like the impact of something like that. Similarly, I would say with porn, right? There yeah. is like the very very fake, like literally in the people themselves mm-hmm. and the whole production, yeah. and then there's you know something like we talked about before, where you have like, I mean, amateur couples, amateur that are amateur like couples, faces, but whether yeah. or not you can yeah. see their faces yeah. or not, but it's like the the I mean, look. If you're going to film yourself doing something, you are certainly being performative to a certain extent sure but yeah. the reality of that and the reality of the the very overly produced thing is a certain is a certain difference there yeah and and so like i mean i haven't watched porn in a long time now but i i've sort of like faded out from i started specifically looking at at the more uh natural and amateur looking things mm-hmm. before it was literally just like you know a personal cam thing before it was just like nothing Mm-hmm. Right, because I was looking for the authentic thing, Genuine, yeah. realizing that well, it doesn't exist at all. So now I'm only looking for the authentic thing that exists, like in real life, right? right? And I think that, um, you know, you the 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 reality of the concept of sex is like, I mean, we we engage in violence playfully with like jujitsu and whatnot, yeah. but like I don't ever hope to actually kill somebody, right? But I hope to have sex with somebody, right? Sure. And so I think the significance of sex as well. Is such that it needs to be treated with a certain regard, and I don't think other people have to do what I, what it is that I want to do. Sure, yeah. But I want to put a certain value on on that, and I think that porn, it's in its entirety, cheapens that. So, how, in your viewpoint, now we've like I agree with you on so much of what sure. you're saying. Other than I still watch pornography, sure. I still su- like I really do appreciate sex work in almost a weird degree where I think it's it, it goes unappreciated in society and I think like there should be a concept of education thrown into it because that's what I have come to understand most sex workers are sex educators in mm-hmm. most degrees and, and maybe not on the surface but how would you ever know because it's underground and there's shame around it so you would never know what actually occurs so I agree with you on that um, and in entertainment too, and being part of like the entertainment industry, it is cheap. It is like, it, it, it isn't trying in most cases, it's not trying to show you the gravity of taking a life. It's trying to show you how awesome somebody can be by doing it. Right. The like John wick, look right. how awesome he clears his gun after he shoots like nine people in the face and throws daggers in people. And you're like, yeah, it looks awesome. Like it's really like inspiring to see somebody move well and be able to like defend themselves and their dog or, or, or <laughs> it is impressive for sure. But at those two subjects aside, and I totally respect your ability to recognize and internally change your actions based off of like, this is not serving me, so therefore I'm going to put it here and I'm going to look for the real thing. What the fuck are you doing with politics then? Because it's just porn to me. It's fake. 
Right. It's not real conversation. They're not real arguments. They're not even real people. And there's no discussion whatsoever about what the reality of governing and talking about like moving society forward would be. Well, I have to ask them, what do you consider moving society forward? Um, just through time. So society is going to move forward on its own if it's just a matter of time, right? Not perpetually. <laughs> well, society will move forward until it combusts. Sure. Sure. And so you're like basically, you know, politics By or saying governance. forward, you're implying that, you that know, it's better. Right. Right. But I don't mean that. I think that's the, the, the biggest fault it's going in the to idea move. Of, sure. of progressiveness. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, but like porn, the, the, the trick is thinking like you, you are being tricked into thinking that there's like a good outcome here, that the guy comes on the girl's face at the end. And that's basically what so you're politics. That's what they do to us. That's <laughs> what politics is doing to us. Right. Oh, it's going to be greater next year, and you're like, no, it's not. Right. In well, the end, nobody's happy. Which, which is why have to I, clean I, up I want, this I want mess. the removal of of just about you know everything sure. that they do, right? Because the there's all these <laughs> the, the most political conversations. Um, I mean, there's a certain there's an ideological component to it, right? Which mm-hmm. is a, a very large part of it. But what you see a lot of, uh, I would say, certain types of people doing is they go back and forth about a certain topic and they debate statistics, mm-hmm. right? They go back and look at what's the uh, effectiveness of this specific, uh, you know, like with it's COVID or something or like gun, gun control. It's uh, how many deaths come about this? Like what are, what are the numbers here, right? So what they're doing is they're, they're trying to empirically evaluate which of our rights to infringe and how. Yes. When I, when I just don't think that those conversations, like, you can have all the conversation that doc, you know, doctors could have been like, this is what we know about the virus this is what we think might be the best to do. But leave us the fuck alone about it. Just give us the information, not control us with the information. A fascinating thing that um, I read the other day. I mean, fascinating to me. But, you know, in, in Iceland, um, you know, they uh, I guess there was two new cases recently, but they had basically, you know, put this the chief. The, the, the most important sort of scientist, the most knowledgeable person on the island. I mean, granted, it's a half million people and kind of isolated, so it's it's like a little bit of a sandbox you can mess with. But put like the smartest guy on the topic in charge, and the pol- and the uh, the um, uh, the prime minister, prime minister, I guess. Um, just she just said, "Yeah, I'm stepping back because I don't know shit about this particular thing. There's no reason to politicize this when it's a fucking science problem." Mm-hmm. And I just thought, man, that would have been cool. <laughs> you know, and some of that happened in some other places. Or, um, it, obviously, there's there's a there's a cultural sort of sure integrity that goes with that that doesn't necessarily exist in other places. But um, the, the the idea of I I would truly have appreciated it uh, in you know a year ago if as you said, you know, here's, here's what we know. Here's what we don't know. Um, the, the potential for, you know, underreacting, overreacting, the potential for setting up politicians, you know, handing them the fucking golden goose to cook. Um, because, you know, they're not going to let this pass without trying to, um, you know, uh, uh, let's just say outright steal more rights away from, you know, human beings and way, individuals way, and way more than, you know, in perhaps, you know, recent memory, but you know, it's like, uh, so our version of what, who was our like scientist in charge, I guess is Dr. Fauci. Right. And, you know, I certainly don't have to hide the fact that I'm not the, the biggest fan of his. No, uh, but you know, it, uh, if, if he was just saying what he thought 
and then it didn't affect my life at all. Yeah. I wouldn't give a shit. I wouldn't even probably know that he existed because he wasn't controlling my life. Yeah. But I mean, he specifically said, oh, we want to, it's better to do too much than not enough. And I go, no, that's literally not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do, it's supposed to be the opposite. That's been proven in medical intervention to actually be the opposite of the case in most medical intervention. Too much is actually the wrong, not enough the wrong is thing. always yeah. the better route. Because <laughs> you, you yeah. end up just, I don't know, dissecting somebody to death. Because yeah. like, well, it's not this organ, let's go off to the next one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, I mean, obviously, like, you know, knowing kind of where I stand on, like, the medical industry is mm-hmm. I think that the, the vast, vast majority of it is actually extremely harmful. I mean, we have uh, um, medical malpractice as the third leading cause of death in the country, right? So mm-hmm. doctors basically commit genocide every year, right? They're, they're essentially mass murderers. It doesn't mean that I don't want us to have doctors, but most people don't know anything about their health. And so they are completely trusting with doctors, right? Like, un- unless I get into, uh, like they're not participating in their own health, right? You're like, you know, sort of, um, it, yeah, it, it's like so- something goes wrong and then it's like, I'll go to the doctor and they're like, well, I'll write you a script for something. Right. Like that, that's the conversation of health. Yeah. Right. And, and, and again, it's like if someone wants to go again, do whatever it is that you want as far as how you want to intervene with your own health. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I think that the conversations are always steered away from health. But if medical malpractice is the third leading cause of death um, and it's not being it's not talked about unless someone, you know, unless by people who have been directly affected by it. Um, it, it, that is a conversation that should be being had because if we're talking about saving lives and yes, medical malpractice, you know, the, 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 the intent in the beginning was, you know, do no harm and oops, I harmed. Um, so where's the, you know, where's the recourse, um, uh, for, for something like that. But, but, um, it, it, all of the talk about, you know, like if it saves just one life, then we should have this discussion. We should, you know, we should enact some kind of legislation or this or that, or there shouldn't be qualified immunity for certain people. Um, it, it, which, because, hey, if, if, uh, if you didn't have immunity, you know, this qualified immunity, you might fucking behave differently. If you actually had to pay for shit, if you actually had to take responsibility for things that, you know, that, that you do say, et cetera, um, then maybe, you know, it'd be a little bit more polite and people would be a little bit, you know, less willing to, you know, step into the entertainment world uh, of, you know, violent sex, this, that, and the other thing, um, and, and be, and, and remain grounded in the real world where, you know, people get pregnant, people fucking die, people, um, get killed. And we, and by sort of removing the responsibility or, or always steering the, the, the the point of view towards something that can be regulated right. as, it, as opposed to the thing that they can't change, which is human nature. It, it's always pushed to some type of external system, which creates the regulation as opposed to or or or, 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 or towards something that as an inanimate object, I'll just use my luggage on an airplane um, that has no rights. Right, it's we're going to regulate the inanimate objects because we can't because we can't um, we we recognize that we can't train you know change human nature. We can't even change our own nature. We don't know how to feed ourselves. We're sick. We want we went into politics, um, you know, maybe because we wanted to do some good, and then we kind of got fucked up along the way because we got involved. You know, you are a product of your environment. And you get around a bunch of fucked up people. You're going to get fucked up yourself, and um, and and so then we end up with. You know the legislation that uh, 
Well, I just enjoy the next four years is all I can say. <laughs> it's only getting started. Well, I think so. I think this is kind of a, uh, we talked about it earlier and it, it's like, I, I have nothing against any individual practicing health doctor. Or otherwise uh, I have some problems with like this cultural perception perception of the importance of institutions. But I think whenever uh, th- there's some there's some really bad incentives going on that allow these things to happen, and then the frustration is felt, and then any kind of voicing of that frustration makes you think that you're against actual people, and that's not. I, I don't think that's ever really the case. There's like very few yeah. times that I'm against an actual individual person. It's usually just airing, you know, a concern or vocalizing maybe a question that should be answered before we move forward on whatever thing is about to happen. And I think a lot of that is our culture, you know, U.S. culture, the United States, we have, you know, implicitly or not or otherwise, um, we've stated that profit is the most important thing. Like that, that is what our culture is based off of. We have, we, we teach it. That profit, the bottom line, that is the most important thing. What and it, it, it stems from how we, you know, even view each other. Like, oh, that guy's worth a hundred million dollars. Not that guy has dedicated his life to teaching people or underage children or whatever. That might come up, but the more impressive thing is always money. The more impressive thing is how much you made off of something, not how you did it or what like what the actual quality of life went up necessarily. It's just this like one stupid figure that goes above everything. And so to the point of like now you have a government that is reigning over these people that has also has to you know push this narrative that this incentive towards profit is the most important thing and then we get into a scenario where they go no 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 life is the most important thing and you go <laughs> what are you talking about like you took plenty of life in order to get profit i don't fucking trust you what you're saying doesn't actually match up with the actions. If you said that life is the most important thing, then carpet bombing a couple countries for two decades probably wouldn't have happened, right? I'm just, I mean, no, no, you no, would no. Think so. What you missed there <laughs> was when they said it, our lives are the most important thing. Yeah, but then not we yours. wouldn't send, you know, however many thousands no, 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 over no. to go help on the Ours, ground. Not, not our whole country, just the, the, like literally their lives, like the politicians. Yes. Mm. Yes, right, which, which, which is why, which is why the capital thing happens, and they get the barbed wire and yeah. the thousands of <laughs> and, soldiers, and thousands of soldiers. But yeah. you can't have guns, though. Yeah, it, I, I, we protect I, I, ourselves with them. But I quite appreciated um, your statement about you know the, the government has the monopoly on violence, right? Yeah, for and, sure. and ultimately will mm-hmm. until uh, if blah blah blah. Yeah, I, and it, uh, well, this is it's just like. It started with this like kind of a bad idea about holding this one concept up. And now we have it in our medical establishment where like, who do you trust? Because it turns out really quickly, if you've been indoctrinated in thinking that profit is the most important thing your entire life, and that's what we pay, that's what we get, that's what our value is, that's what our worth is, that's what we sell to other people, it's how we introduce ourselves. I own this, I run this, I'm worth this, I drive this car, I own this house, then you get down to the like nitty gritty of caring for people and all of that shit, all the care is not believed. It's not trusted. And so people, you yeah. know, Aaron was talking to a client of hers and God bless him. And, and first of all, I'm not against the vaccine. I'll say that straight up. Cause I'm not an anti-vaxxer at all. Uh, I have some hesitations just towards like 
not even human behavior at this point, institutional behavior at this point. I'm, I have alarm bells going off on some cases when somebody is trying to convince me to do something. Yep. And, and like it, to the point where they're offering me donuts <laughs> to do it. Suddenly I'm like, hold on a second. You don't want, like, we know that health is important. We know that, like, eating well and exercising and getting an education and learning wait, wait, how to take we, care of yourself. We, who, which we are we talking? Culturally. I think, culturally. I think we, culturally, in the world. I think it's just, like, natural. Let's just say in the U.S. You, think, you think everyone, you think we, all the we's? They don't practice it, but we understand it as part, because as soon as you get sick, you understand the importance of health. As soon as you are, you know, threatened with chopping off of a toe because you eat too much sugar, you understand that, man, I should have probably taken care of some of this shit. I can actually disagree with that on pretty fucking good footing. (laughs) Uh, I mean, no pun intended. (laughs) It doesn't mean they change. It means they have to face the uncomfortable part of dismembering their body because of their behavior. But their relationship with their body is so fucked, it doesn't matter to them that's a different subject yes agreed <laughs> agreed <laughs> okay so there there's this like <laughs> there's that there, i think it's pretty well known that that health and diet and all these things are pretty related to i mean if it was only a, life, okay right? this is this is what i would say okay um there's certain aspects of the human anatomy that each individual you know, values to a greater degree than you're uh, saying if you chop off your dick. Yes. <laughs> I say, I say that, you know, the that, diabetic intervention is go for the dick. And uh, Mark, I don't and, even paying attention. That's actually happening a lot now. After they've run out of toes. And well, feet, here's the and sad like, part. They wouldn't to, even be able to see that it's gone. They still have a fucking, a fleshy patch. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there's, I, there's this, but this, there has to be more consequence to behavior. Like, uh, and if, and if I, there is, it's natural. Like, uh, and this is it's where it's not you feel quick like, enough. It's not to notice I mean, it, to build a bad heuristic off or a good heuristic off of yeah. it, right? It's not an immediate thing. Like dogs, if you're conditioning them, they need immediate signals, right? It has to happen in the instant that they the, do the, something the bad, wrong. The, the, the or good, good or bad behavior is yeah instantaneously. Exactly. And humans are no different. We're animals. We respond to our environment very, very much the same, and we're conditioned to the same. I mean, same. even if you eat at McDonald's, you got to wait like 12 hours for the diarrhea to kick in. For sure. And then yeah. you're like, well, it could have been that lettuce that I ate. Maybe yeah. I have E. coli. Yeah. So they're, yeah. they're like, <laughs> there, there's this thing where, where I get a, a little bit weird when I go, okay, I get a donut if I get this thing. But even in the sense that like the government won't come out and be like, guys, if you lose 10% of your body weight overall, we can just run the numbers. You'll be better off. It's a generic statement. Maybe there's one girl, you know, who's like cutting herself that's underweight. If she lost 10%, she would die. That's like one person in the country. Well, we'll just be safe. We'll say 1% of the country would be really harmed if they took this generic information. Right. You are so certain that I should inject myself with this product that you're saying 100%, no ifs, ands, or buts. In fact, do it and you'll get a free donut. I'm... I'm just a little bit weirded out. Now, I'm going to get it. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's going to come to the day where it's like, fuck it. I'm just like, I'm just, I'm baffled by the certainty in this one degree of medical yeah. establishment. And I go, I, you know why I don't trust it? It's because there's a profit involved into it. Oh, yeah. And, that, and you know, immunity for the, manu- the developer manufacturers. Right. Yeah. Ag- against any, you know, concept like, oh, oops, yeah. they, they have, they have, they have complete immunity and mm-hmm. it's, 
not even cleared by the FDA yet, right? Not that I think that if the FDA cleared it, it would make it, it any would better. It would make it any better, But exactly. it's not, right? Yeah. And so to mandate such a thing, not that they are explicitly doing that yet, but in they're, they're doing everything but mandating it, yes. right? And so, I mean, and, and that's the thing where it's, I mean, obviously I care about health. Us in this room, we mm. that's a big part of our lives, right? Mm. And you would think that that would be arguably the, the top priority of our regulatory institutions is the health of the people because what better thing could there be to Than promote a, the the well-being of the of the populace right yeah. but when is the last time that the any president has gone on on national television and begged the people to take their health more seriously i don't know i mean i've only been alive for 30 years but has that ever happened but you have joe biden saying please Please, we all have to do this. I need you to do this. But there was nothing a year ago saying, hey, we're all really fat. You guys need yeah. to get healthier. You guys should eat healthier. You guys should lose weight. I need to beg you to do this. Imagine if the president did that all the time. And was a shining, you know, and living example and, and, and compelling people, you know, you know, to volunteer, you know, whatever, like but motivating people in the cabinet to also do the same fucking thing. But can you think of a more, you know, outside of the medical establishment? Can you think of a group of more unhealthy fucking people? than politicians no, no. Uh, here's a funny it's analogy like, so the people who are giving the advice are the worst position are are in the are are, are the ones who generally a this is a general statement walk into any medical sort of building whatever are the people who are working in there the picture of health well, that depends on your definition but you know it's not consistent with mine walk into any group of local or you know regional representatives of politicians or even on a federal level you know are you are these people the picture of health like why are we taking fucking health advice from you know from them well, uh, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is that and, like, and yes, you can know more without it being visible in, you know, your physical, you know, manifestation or your expression or whatever your, you know, you, the, the relationship. Yes, you, you can have that knowledge. But again, the skinny chef, why eat there? Well, so that, that's the thing is, I mean, you could have the knowledge, but if you weren't actually employing yourself, why would I trust you? Well, sure. Right. And so I have, I have friends that are now doctors. I went to high school and college with who mm -hmm. are, let's just say, have not been very happy with me over the past year. Okay. Right. And you could, I mean, not, then this is one, one of the th issues I have with how we talk about health or really many things is we try, we try to quantify things that are really not quantifiable, mm -hmm. right? We, the, the, you cannot measure someone's health, right? T tests yes. give you a, a certain readout, but you really can't measure someone's health. But I would say that the vast majority of the people who have been criticizing me for what it is that I say are objectively less healthy than I am. Okay. Right? And and they, they might know more in the in the terms of they might have more technical information about things. Okay. They understand the taxonomy. Yes. What, they, yeah. they they know the words, they know the definitions of all these very specific things. But I feel like the 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 vast majority of what is taught to them is a misinterpretation of the reality. And it's not that they know the actual reality. I just don't think that we as people have the, the ability to understand our reality to that extent. So when it comes to talking about, you know, all the different debates on what the best diet is or training style or, or um, anything that is like a biological study that is measuring an intervention of any kind, mm -hmm. this thing versus that thing, this medication, that medication, this diet, whatever the thing is. 
we have such a limited ability to even understand what the variables at place would be and then to even be able to control for those variables. And then after all that, being able to <clears throat> in any way, shape or form measure the results of that, right? So if I'm looking at the way that something that I ingest makes me feel, and so the, 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 the parameters of the study look at like, you know, within the next couple hours, right? Is that a reaction to that food? Is that a reaction to that medication? Or what about the week after? What about a month after? What about years down the line that I have chronic issues because I had ingested this thing years before and now this is just my reality, right? You can't trace it to this one thing. Yeah. We don't have the ability to do that. Hmm. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't try, right, to push the limits of our understanding, but then we go, this is what we know to be true. And that's why I always have such a big problem with the the community of, of science that calls themselves evidence-based. All that they're saying is this paper says this thing or these papers say this thing. Therefore, this is the truth and I am correct. And as, really the thing is, is I wouldn't really care. Maybe today. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Michael and I were I talking mean, about uh, a certain um, large company, which you oh, know is trying to sell you something now, which has gotten num numerous lawsuits. So, for and God bless Paul. There's a shout out to him, but he was he was basically advising us to and through Aaron, he was just like, guys, just get the vaccine, don't be hillbillies, and I kind of laughed because he he's a little bit right. In the fact that, man, the worst thing that I hate is the fucking mom of five on the toilet Googling fucking shit that she doesn't understand in order to, like, cherry pick evidence so she can show that her, you know, her intuition is that vaccines are bad. I, I like I see that person. And I think it's pretty funny. Um, but also Johnson and Johnson is making the same. My, my reply to essentially was like, Hey, you know, yeah, Johnson Johnson is a totally reputable company. I should trust them 100%. So we're involved in a class action lawsuit against them right now because it turns out that talcum powder um, causes a very specific kind of breast cancer that you, like leads to uterine cancer, which is what killed Aaron's mom. She used talcum powder every day for 35 years because it was thought of as like, well, it's just good for you. He's like, put it under your armpits and makes you fresh. I, it, so, they, said, they said makes. They didn't say keeps. <laughs> it's true. Doesn't preserve life, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I, I go, okay, like that shit happens all the time. Like we never know yeah. what we're actually putting on our body or breathing in. And like there's going to be some environmental thing. But that's fucking baby powder. We put that on babies for fucking decades. That was used on babies. Yeah. And now we're like, don't touch it. It causes cancer. And now you want me to inject this thing that has only been tested for how long? And it looks like it's safe. Maybe, right? Is it? Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I haven't looked at specifically the, the different the brands sure. side by side or anything. <clears throat> I know that uh, like a, a couple, I think like two dozen countries have already pulled the AstraZeneca vaccine. So they pulled it out of their implementation of whatever it is that's going on. Yeah. And there are, you know, a, a number of, uh, what do they call it? Uh, the adverse reaction reports. There, there's a, there's a large number of those reports of, of illness, death, miscarriage, yeah. you know, stroke, whatever it I'm is. I'm all for that. Sure. That, like that's a, that's a bonus. That's like a side bonus. Well, so, I mean, that's the thing is for, for a lot of people that, you know, perhaps, uh, I've made friends with people who eat in the weird way that, that I eat. And so we're just in general against pharmaceuticals as a whole. The way that we kind of look at things go, if you choose to do that to yourself and it has ramifications, like 
by all means, you're, we're in a sense, we're kind of thinning the herd of, you know, people always talk about like uh, natural, like, you know, it's mm-hmm. Darwinism, right? Mm-hmm. So like if you make a choice that is going to harm you, yeah. you're going to suffer for it in your whole lineage or lack thereof will as well, right? Yeah. So again, I don't care how many things someone wants to inject themselves with. I care about it being enforced onto myself. 100%. Yeah. And the more people that kind of uh, that acquiesce to these things make it so that I'm in a more difficult situation. Yeah, but it's right? okay. You got a donut. <laughs> well, everything, everything's <laughs> no, all right. Uh, wait, what's today? The 25th? I mean, you could, you, you could get months <laughs> of donuts. Well, don't you get okay. one every day? Every day. With your, every for the, your card? day? For the rest oh, of 2021. Okay, so I'm going to pull... Every day. Yes. Are you serious? So go get it now. Like, the more people... So you can have hundreds wait, of wait, donuts. Wait, wait, Hold on a wait, second. I'm wait, just going to... I, I got to do some quick Okay. Math. I want like a, you know, just a class action sort of plan here. Like just a like group thing. We can put Krispy Kreme out of business if more people get the vaccine and go get their donuts so what you're saying is on the whole, <laughs> make them make on the whole we could accomplish a greater good by yeah. putting yeah. Krispy Kreme out of, out of business. Exactly. I mean, you wouldn't have to eat them. So, okay. So you could just buy lighter fluid and keep Ronson in business as well. So th- you could this, is, uh, this is admittedly, a, a, by definition, a conspiracy theory. Um, so online put out by the government mm-hmm. is the vaccine form. The little card yeah. that says that you got the... I mean, granted, it's empty. Yes. But they have put that out for some purpose, as in showing that you, that this is what you need to do to provide evidence for passport-type situations, whatever that is. So the theory is that they are putting out this very easily falsifiable and, um, um, you know, um, fake... Yeah. Ability to make fakes of these things so that there is an impetus to create a, a more official digital uh, passport. Of course, right? yeah. So they are purposely making it faulty, right? So that they will, oh, well, now we have to step up the security so that we have it, you know, so, on your phone or whatever the so thing is. So my sense on that was, okay, no one's, you know, very, not enough people are going to accept the digital form early. Right. The digital form sort of of tracking and your vaccination status and, you know, this and that sort of sort of thing, like tied to your dumb phone um, and uh, or, or fingerprint or, you know, retinal scan, you know, whatever the fuck it is. Um, so the, the, they understood that there would be some kind of resistance. I think the piece the, you know, the paper is just like, OK, this is just kind of the stopgap measure. This is the thing to. But um, because there's especially for the two dose thing, you have to be entered into some kind of system system in order to know that, okay, in three weeks from now, it's time for the booster shot. Right. So I'm going to, you know, sign this thing. I'm going to give it to you. It says that you got it on this day and then you'll know like you're, you're, um, uh, okay to have the, um, the, the, the booster on the, you know, anytime after this date. Right. So three weeks away. The, so there had to be there had to be something, but no one's gonna you know do, you know I mean like how many people turned off the fucking exposure part of the app on your iPhone oh, right away that came you know oh, yeah, or yeah. how many people were just like yeah go ahead let's do some contact tracing I mean I want to know where like the people who have it or who have had it you know are around me it's just like the fucking red dot sex offender thing and you're just like oh my god I'm surrounded by fucking people who are COVID positive I gotta get out of here I just um, do this I see a red dot I consent. Yeah, <laughs> I'm into it. I, I'm go, I'm knocking on the door for sure. Um, but <laughs> and, and then when enough people um have 
had have been vaccinated mm-hmm. and they want the advantage of that vaccination then there will be an escalating demand by the vaccinated for the digital mm-hmm. sort of record footprint, et cetera, so that they can get on airplanes, so that they can get into mm-hmm. the fucking music venue, so they can go to the NASCAR race, so that they can go like that. So they're, I, I think the, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think that the, the, the piece of paper, I can't, I can't go with that particular conspiracy theory, sure. Josh. Um, but I can go with like, okay, until the, the, it's going to be user demand that creates. Well, sure. The, 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 the people the, who have done it will want their, uh, their, their medical privilege, so to speak. Right. But in in and, a way. <laughs> yeah. And so you're, you're, I mean, you're going to have my white medical privilege. <laughs> you're you're going to have a segregated society, right? Yeah. Based on the, the vaccinated and the yeah. not vaccinated. Yep. And what's I mean, what's and certain things will be available to some and not to others. Right. Huh. So so that's the thing is that, I mean, we have known for, you know, as long as we've had uh, vaccines that there are certain people with, uh, you know, we say compromised immune systems yeah. that are we have a, a medical exemption that you don't have to get it to go to a public school where other kids do have right. to get it. Right. Yeah. Like I could well, I, I remember having, you know, as a kid, I had to get the rubella thing in order to go back to school. Sure. Yeah. Like that was part of like, it go, already going happens. To school. Okay, yeah. yeah and, and you're a fucking child and they, yeah, you, you have know, no idea whatever. what's going on, but, yeah. but like they, the, the medical institution itself does acknowledge that there are some people who cannot get it due to their yeah. immune system. So it is some level of admittance that's saying that, well, this thing causes some harm. Just most people are healthy enough yeah. that it's not a big deal. Right. So they're, yes. they're admitting an inherent harm. It's just like, well, it's, you know, it's fine. Right. So yeah, the, lar- the rule of large numbers. Right. So then the question now becomes, are those people still going to be exempt from this one? Right. Or are we now going to put make it so those people are just like confined? You know, is, is it a thing's going to become that? severe where our entire reality and our entire society is separated like this that's a fantastic question and and, and then like you know we we they're already discussing all these uh variants right and yeah. and um officials within these uh, uh you know medical officials within these companies have stated that this is likely going to become like the flu where you're going to get a yearly booster shot right so i mean the flu shot doesn't you're work. not not let on a plane. Well, <laughs> doesn't do anything. I, just, I, I don't know anybody who regularly gets it. I don't know anybody Who's who healthy. regularly gets it. Okay. And I don't know anybody who gets it and I consider healthy. I also don't know anybody who is extremely healthy who believes in it, who believes that like, oh, this one strain that they're jumping on this year, I'm going to get that because the odds are it'll be X. So I understand the the kind of the game they play, and I just don't I don't see intelligent people convinced by that argument, which is a really weird thing. We had this art, we had this discussion the other day, which I thought was really interesting because you're like, oh yeah, this person gets called a shill, you know, because you're like, you know, oh, this the like the the fucking pharmaceutical people are paying them money to say that, and you're like, no, 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 you don't understand the term shill. It's indoctrinated into a belief system. Right. Like, mm. that's the best way 
to sell your shit is to actually not pay somebody, but to have it be part of their belief system. Why do you think missionary work, they're not paid to go sell Jesus. They believe in their heart that they're doing the right thing, that the king of all kings will come down and the lamb will lie with the lion. And there's going to be this epic horse riders, like a fucking death metal video in the end. And they're, that's kind of like going, Mad Max with the yeah, guy on the fucking That's thing. why they're going to Africa to save all those poor Africans. They don't know about Jesus yet. And the same thing is true that you don't know that the vaccine can save you, that it can, it's, it's life. It's right. the it, king it's, of kings. It's, uh, uh, evangelical, right? It's yeah. evangelical health in a sense, right? <laughs> yes. But 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 not nice. just but not just that though is that they're <laughs> they're trying to like force evangelize people, yeah, right? And no, no, there's incentives. So if you buy a donut, <laughs> you, have sorry, you don't have to buy it. It's a, a donut, free donut. <laughs> every day. So from now, let's no, say, let's no, say, wait, wait. I'm going to flip this on its head. If you eat a Krispy Kreme donut from now until the end of 2021, I guarantee you will not get COVID. It will add. If we just say it takes you a couple days to book your your COVID, yeah. go do this immediately. Yeah. I'm telling my audience, go get your vaccine, be a good person, and then eat your fucking donut every day for 2021 to try to bankrupt Krispy Kreme. You will add 72,000 calories into your into your year. And that's, that's more than the COVID-15 right there. Five... Th- <laughs> 5,280 grams of sugar. Nice. (laughs) To think that there's not a negative consequence to somebody actually doing that. You would have to be a fucking idiot. Like, like let's, let's say that the vaccine works flawlessly. Yeah. uh Well, now you have diabetes. Well, by flawlessly, you mean that it still like kills babies, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm in my utopia. Yeah. (laughs) Have you ever had a flu shot, Michael? No, I've never had a flu no. shot. Yeah, me neither. Uh, like I, I got vaccinated for that. Fi- the the most recent was when we were supposed to go to uh, Morocco. Yeah, and I wake up, I I was so fucking sick for two weeks. I felt like what did you garbage? Get? I whatever the fucking there was malaria in there. It was like a peanut butter shot. There's like fifty things in it. Just like you're going to Africa, you're gonna be super fucked. Take all these, and I was like, what game? And then they canceled the trip, and we never had to go. And I was like, no, <laughs> like I did that for no reason. I, it definitely didn't make me a better, more healthy person by doing that. Right? Sure. Like I think there's not one doctor that could disagree with that. There's not one person in the medical establishment that if you just get vaccines for the vaccine's sake, they'd be like, no, you're good. You're like that's not how this works. There's a cost to everything that you do. Everything. Yeah. Every single thing, and and that's why I, I always, I, I you, if you're not looking at the thing, at least attempting to look at it holistically, mm. you are just being like willfully ignorant of whatever the situation is. Yeah. So any any attempt at health, you you need to be looking at like what is the what are all the downstream effects of this? What are the trade offs? What am I mm-hmm. what am I doing here? But but the way but people look at at health, whether it be nutrition or something, as um you, like this thing does this, and it's like. Okay, like in that again, in that instant, in that short period of time. Well, let's talk about blueberries. What do they do? Well, they've got antioxidants. Um, they make my teeth look super fucked up. Uh, they taste great if you grind those up with a little bit of yogurt, a little bit of orange juice, and then you put some mushrooms in there. You'll have a great time. That does sound pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a blueberry shake. Which like a uh, a chanterelle or what kind of a? It's like a little bit more exotic. <laughs> a little more, okay, okay. Like a, um, like yeah. a 
pink buffalo. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I haven't. I'm unf- I've, I've heard of this. It, it seems rather, rather exotic. Yes, it's pretty good. D- difficult to, to to locate sometimes. Uh, very. Yeah. Um, you know, you got an injection today. <laughs> I did. So you got the vaccine. And they held you to make sure you didn't die for the first fa- half hour, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, because I have had a um, a vigorous allergic reaction to oh, right. a, another drug, you know, in my medical history. I had to admit that, and they said, "Okay, normally we make people sit for fifteen minutes after they get this, um, but we're going to make you sit for thirty. Oh, okay, you know, just to be, you know, make sure that yeah. your head doesn't explode or you don't, you know, <laughs> grow a fifth arm, yeah, or, or whatever was going to happen, or swell up and like be unable to breathe. Um, uh, so now that we freaked you out and we've thrown out all sorts of conspiracy theory garbage, like, oh come on! I mean, I've like been down there. <laughs> Mark will be watching you very intensely over the next few weeks. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> starts like shaking uncontrollably. Oh no! If I get, uh, if I can, like, I'm, I'm going to be part. I want to put Pfizer out of business, so oh. this is my plan. Okay, I get my first, mm-hmm. and then I get the second, and then I get a rifle. And I get on top of a building downtown, <laughs> and I go to town. <laughs> this and in my shit. note, I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna contemporary contemporaneously take notes, uh, you know, over the course of the next three and a half weeks. Feeling kind about, of weird. Feeling kind of weird. I feel like these voices in my head are <laughs> are um you know uh, getting a little bit louder, and they're encouraging me to do things like watch pornography and 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 read the news, you know, without get without stopping done. for eight hours straight and just just like sometimes from the left sometimes from the right um sometimes you know you translated from different languages from you know so i get the point of view of these other countries and and then and then for the other eight hours a day that i'm awake that i'm not looking at the news i'm just be on social media i'm just gonna be engaging with people all the time and dropping little hints and shit like that and then eventually, you know, that doesn't seem predictable at all. <laughs> I, <laughs> do, do you know what? I had this conversation I think, with Kent and, and my mom yesterday, which is it'll make it. Oh, was funnier. that insensitive to talk about a rifle? <laughs> that's the, are you afraid of offending the rifles? <laughs> I, the, I'll um, use a brown one. We talk about my we talk about my grandma now. You go to her house and like CNN is blaring. It's either MSNBC yeah. or CNN and. God bless her. Well, blaring, she's, you know, yeah. it's loud because... For sure. But it's like really loud. I know oh, she's okay. hard of hearing, but that's, that's why I, it is. That's right. Okay. That's but it's what like I thought. really loud. Okay. Um, but I think... Because she wants the neighbors. I'm going to go a little bit hippie and be like, just energetically it's loud. Like the vibration and the mm. voices and that, mm-hmm. you know, really affects you. And I was going to tell... My mom can't go over there anymore. She's like, it's... It, it like... It hurts to go like see her temperament after watching the news cycle. Oh, all day. no shit! And I was like, "Yeah, can you imagine if you had a friend, and then just all day he just down had like super hardcore porn in the background? <laughs> you think that would be a normal person? Like, do you think, like, just <laughs> that that person could objectively turn out and be like a sweet person? Something would happen, right? We can all agree. We don't know how it would go, but it probably wouldn't be a positive shift i wouldn't think so right like why though sex is about love man it's about like connecting with another human being and then trying to put your fist in there (laughs) 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 what what about it this 
but we can watch news all day and think that we're doing something positive. I don't think that's positive. It's not at all. No, we no. know that it's not positive. No. Yeah. Right? But people excuse it as like, I'm trying to stay informed. I'm just looking at my friends. I'm just doing my business. I'm just X, Y, Z. It's I'm all ex- just as- I'm just watching this fucking five guy gangbang or whatever. Like, I'm, I'm just, just doing what is it? What did Tim, uh, the guy with the bike shop call it doom, oh. doom scrolling <laughs> i'm just doom scrolling <laughs> like, <laughs> that is beautiful it's good. where's the next like fucked up thing that happened well that, yeah well so i was i was thinking about today just I'm because this no, girl, I just, girl stuff i need to move on <laughs> I, every fifth um post on the instagram feed right now is is a sponsored post or an advertisement is it really yeah no shit. Uh, on mine no every fifth I, every fifth Honestly, like I, I spend a decent amount of time on social media, I'm less yeah. than I used to. Okay, but I haven't noticed that, and I don't know if that's because I'm not getting it or because I'm I just it, I don't notice it. They no, they probably rank you as like a high user, low user, and if you're a low user, they still have to show you enough ads. So ads. yours because they know you're more gonna, interspersed. Your 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 feedback is that you're going to go for longer. Those algorithms are fucking crazy. They probably right. Yeah. That's not too much to assume. No, but so I was I was thinking about this today just because of how many things that there are going on in the world Mm -hmm. that like, I remember being a kid and in school doing like projects on what we called current events. Right. (laughs) Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. The concept of current events. I I can't even believe the fucking name that popped in my head. But as soon as you said current events, Al Gore popped up and he was just like, (laughs) probably had his like thumb, (laughs) his thumb shape. And he was doing the like, which that was a real Bill Clinton thing. It was. was Al Gore was under Bill. So he's picking up his, I think they all kind of do that because it, because it's, it's um, not as aggressive it, as the finger as pointing. the finger pointing. Yeah, it's, yeah, this is the thumb is more of a micro. Yeah, and the fingers a are macro. Are you saying that the thumb is a microaggression? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Where yeah. are you? Where are you putting the thumb? Uh, it's see, not that's, micro. That's, if you put that in the wrong hole, it's macro for uh, sure. It's not as macro as four fingers. <laughs> I mean, that's it's just called training, Mark. Yeah. I mean, you can work up to it's tolerance. Tolerance of some kind, but. Uh, okay. And yeah. <laughs> talk talk to us about current events. So I I because I, I, I haven't been on the, I haven't checked out the news enough yet today. <laughs> so I don't know. I kind of have this memory of being like third or fourth grade and cutting out a newspaper article and okay. you know gluing it on something and then so analog and then <laughs> defend it right yeah and then you know writing some things on it in on like a greater board and then yeah. talk speaking to the class about this this issue right yeah and i was thinking about like that concept of current events and i i don't think that that exi- that, that it exists anymore because we don't have a newspaper and these kind of like oh so this thing happened um here's some information whatever whatever we have a non-stop bombardment right 24-hour news cycle social media whatever it is where it's not even that this is what's currently happening. It's that this is what the media has decided to put at the forefront of your attention. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, I had made a, a, a meme yesterday about, oh, there's no mass shootings for an entire year. And then the week they try to put in new gun legislation, there's yeah. two mass shootings. Right. Yeah. There have been. How dare you? There have been by the technical <laughs> definition of mass shootings, which is f- right. m- more than four or four, three, four. three or four people shot injured or killed uh absent from the shooter himself in like a single incident yes sure conversation there is one of those more than one every day oh yeah right Mm -hmm. so these happen literally all the time 
but they only talk about it when whatever the narrative that's being pushed is relevant, right? Whether that being who the who the or if it happens in a, a you know, I I think there's a, a the, the economic and political status of the community that it happens in. Well, also for, of course, of course. So, so that's what I mean. That comes back to the narrative, right? Yeah. Because uh, black people in inner cities get murdered all the time. Yeah. Right. In things that would qualify as mass shootings. Yeah. But and m- by majority by handgun. Mm-hmm. And you don't see any of your white liberal friends on social media saying prayers for Chicago or something, right? Yeah. They don't ask for, I mean, I'm sure they would take it, but they don't ask for, we need to get rid of these handguns. Th- this is a really funny point, just so I, I don't want to interrupt your story, so keep it. But the fact that handguns are the most dangerous thing out there. They're, right. they're responsible for the majority of gun death or whatever you want to say. But you're right in the perception that everybody puts the assault rifle because when a lot of white people die, that's generally what it's the hands of. Right. That is super fucking funny, right. actually. So, so th- that, that's my point is that yeah. black people get killed with a handgun and no one mourns the black people and no one asks for the removal of the handgun. Though, yeah. of course, they would certainly be happy with the removal of handguns, apparently, right? Yeah. Um, but some white people die at the hands of an AR-15 and it is the biggest travesty and the, you know, you're... Your, um, we need to change the law. <laughs> that, like, that's... Guys, think, th- we were wrong before... And now that white blood has been shed, we definitely need to make some changes. Right. I mean, and and that's the thing is you've instilled those those white people don't think that they're going to suffer at the hands of the gang violence because they probably won't because they're not there for it. Exactly. Right. right? But they and go then when I'm at the grocery store buying my my vegan soy cupcake, I might get shot. Do you know what I was thinking about? That fucking trail mix that is at Whole Foods. <laughs> the one with the, the, ch- the chocolate peanut butter cups in it? Yeah, yeah, that one's so good. They call it, I think it's called like Double Feature or Midnight. Dude, it's like if for the, I lived movies. in Boulder and I had a fleece Patagonia vest on, <laughs> I would buy that. And then I'd also... Would you put it in your pockets? <laughs> <laughs> my, no, because I would have cargo shorts on. I would put it in my cargo right. pockets. That's what trail mix is for. I think so. It has to be there. But is Boulder the widest, most like yeah. pro like? Well, because Boulder is probably like the most uh, progressive alternative health. It's like what's the what's the term like very crunchy, right? Like granola, granola yeah, right? Yeah. So it's the most like white hippie kind of place ever. But you know what's funny oh, is you that you were just there. Yeah. Did you go? To I that? was I was in the King Super like two days before that happened. Oh, Jesus! It's right in front of the Whole Foods, and some things they have at King Supers that they don't have at Whole so Foods. So you were in the spe- the exact yeah. store. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got gas. Got gas there, but the gas station for the King that King Super is across the street. And I mean, that would have been was, a bad like, day for that individual. Possibly. It's it is possible. I, I stuff is so weird to conceptualize. You know, like it, it is I mean, tragic it, in the it, fact that we don't even know how to talk about it to each other. Right, something terrible happened. We all agree that it's terrible, and the terrible thing that happens is not a conversation about how to fix problems, because we just go after the thing that we're convinced is the problem. It's mental health. It's guns. It's black. It's black guns. It's black AR-15s. That's what does it. And you're like, I I understand what you're saying. Like the guns are very dangerous. I totally agree that they're super dangerous. I believe in gun safety. I believe in like keeping them away from bad people. I don't think that's possible. I really don't, but the, the, I think the alarming thing, the real tragedy besides, you know, bloodshed and people dying is really like, no one's like, guys, let's like figure, let's solve the problem. 
Or coming to the group like, we can't solve this problem, but how can we minimize it from happening? Instead, people just jump to the conclusion like, the the solution is this. And you're like, That's, <laughs> there is no solution. And, and you know, there there's always, uh, again, everything comes back to the narrative or whatever the issue is, right? Because the narrative uh, promotes whatever the agenda that comes behind it is, right? What is the the money that's going to change hands? What is the law that's going to be enacted that we can ride this thing with? Right. So, you know, we had the, the guy shooting up the, the Asian, Asian massage places. And so now it's a anti Asian hate crime or something. What were the other two? The, what the other, the two white people? Yeah. They were white. Yeah. There was a, I believe, I believe it was a man and a woman who were white. Um, and, and so like, you know, uh, there have been a lot of attacks on Asian people for the last year but they haven't been committed by white men. Right. But those attacks on Asian people didn't matter. Right. And so there's a certain narrative being pushed. And then this, this I found interesting. So, you know, when, when the most recent shooting happened, you had a lot of the, uh, as I guess, as you call them, the blue checks on Twitter saying (laughs) such and such white men, blah, blah, blah thing, white men doing it again. Right. So then it, it turns out that he's not a white man, right? He's Arab. And he's also, a Syrian immigrant and we just bombed Syria. So I'm not saying that that's the reason why that happened, but when people, people don't, again, everything has to be holistic. You could assume what is the equation, right? It could, you could assume that it could be anything because all we're doing is making these wild assumptions. We're making wild assumptions. Oh, they're all Asian. And you're like, Oh, he must be racist. But, but the, but he killed two other people that weren't Asian. He must've missed. (laughs) Like, because I want to prove my thing but, that but, I thought. But the assumption, and this is there. This is the uh, the bad faith acting, where yeah. the assumption is directly used in a way to push a certain agenda, and that thing is usually done to control people in a certain way. Because again, you could talk about all your ideas about what you think is happening, and I'd love to hear them. But if you are going to use those ideas to try to justify your removal of rights or control sure. people's lives, like then it's a problem. Well, it's an, even a conversation worth having. Like, so I mean, I check maybe Instagram, maybe like once every other day or something. Check messages. I go to check my messages. Everybody just sends me this thing. Yeah, I didn't know about it. Sorry, guys, I'm out of touch. But I also don't want to know about it because there's nothing to know. Like, there's no good information. There's not one source that I need to go to that can be like, here are the facts. Here are the people that died. Here's here's what the motivation was because none of that has occurred. It's like it's always blanketed in some kind of opinion piece. And then I looked at you know Krakauer wrote a thing about you know AR these are so dangerous. And Trevor went oh really did they like he asked a question. I don't think they released the make of a gun. How did you know that? Well in local news they did. Okay cool. Lady responds to Trevor. You fucking psychopath. You work for that bullshit company Blackrock and you're like <laughs> stay away from me in the Wasatch. Yeah no, and you're or- like. Don't worry, Karen. We'll stay far <laughs> away from your fucking ridiculous. Like you, you think a company that's sole purpose is to help vets deal with war? You think that they're psychopaths, and you think yourself healthy? Like, how? What the fuck? And so I, I exited out of the thing. But one thing I thought was really interesting is that like there's a lot of speculation about um, them passing or not passing the uh, the legality around uh rifles in the boulder area right and so 
you know, they're trying to pass these laws or they, I don't know what the actual circumstances are, but something made it clear to a very left side of view that like, oh, see, when people are allowed to have these guns, these mass shootings happen. Wait, what? The f- are you saying that you think somebody was waiting for this gun to be legal before they went and murdered 10 people? Like murder isn't illegal? Like they're waiting for, no, I don't want to get a gun charge. That like reckless terrible. endangerment isn't an issue. Like yeah. manslaughter isn't illegal. Yeah. Like all of these. I mean, I lived in <laughs> I lived in Boulder um, when Columbine happened, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, I wasn't there for. I'd already left. You know, a long time ahead of the Aurora thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, glibly uh, seems to happen a lot in Colorado. Um, but let's just say that's a marijuana. Two- oh, man, it's the weed. Four twenty tourism. Yeah, for sure. it is. Yeah. I, I mean, because I don't like cannabis, I mean, and so that's the problem. Ban cannabis, I, and you'll si- save the the lives it, but of boulders, people. I, I think it's a water rights problem, <laughs> is what I think it is. <laughs> or, or a water availability. A let me let me just actually let me back that up. I think it's a water availability problem, and people are running out of water, and they're scared, and so you know, so it's a fight over resources. But like the 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 the, the fact that um, you know there were improvised explosive devices uh, you know at at Columbine those are illegal to manufacture or to possess or to even think about mm-hmm. um, the fact that those individuals who were underage um, I can't remember the legality <laughs> to even think about <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm thinking about <laughs> it ah shit I should just you know punish myself in some way I'm gonna go to a... <laughs> I mean you think it's bad that uh, uh, you know Utah is trying to put a sensor on your phone but they're gonna implant one on your brain right you have an impure thought you just get a yeah but i kind of like that i would love that you get get off on the especially because you can just like go right to like i get the rhythm right i really get off who's the first person if you could look at somebody's thought pattern like you could see like their real whatever in real time like the picture of like the tv that's their inside their brain yeah Yeah. who who would you go to (laughs) who's the first person i'm just gonna go out there i would say the pope just to fucking laugh, because you know, you remember a couple months ago when the when the Vatican was investigating how this Insta models picture got liked by the Pope when he claims <laughs> investigating that he, he didn't do it, and you're like, ha, he just he just accidentally thumb bumped it. Yeah. So, so here here is the question. <laughs> exactly. Though. Now we're having a now we have to have a conversation. You know, he has to have a conversation. About does that it mean that like the the post the Pope like uses and runs his own Twitter, Instagram. I'm sorry, but he uses the, his own Instagram. Yeah, I think he does. I don't know. I just think of someone like like the Pope. Like, it's like you know your the Pope Instagram. That's that's ours, right? Like he doesn't get to use that thing. Yeah, right. That's a because he mediated because he might drunk post. Then we're gonna oh, have do you know a, how and the entire church. Would be? Oh man, <laughs> just taking some of the sacrament tonight. Like listening yeah, I'm, to I'm, some Lena Del Rey. Have you ever? <laughs> have you ever <laughs> So like story. sometimes people will try to they'll try to DM uh, like a nude and they actually post it to their story like yeah. that happened with uh, some celebrity like in the it. last year or something yeah like what what if it's just the Pope just like you know sends a dick pic out on his uh, on his story can Oops. you imagine <laughs> I was trying to send this to a very specific um, recipient. <laughs> <laughs> a very a very specific young man. <laughs> I, I said recipient to be just open and you it's know you neutral went there, man. Josh. Yeah, like, no, we're not a the Pope has not. There's no allegations about him being a pedophile. Although there are some allegations that if there was a dick pic involved, 
how long the balls would be <laughs> on somebody like that. Well, I mean, they're in a gown on, on all day, so they're like very free. Right, but you know, talking about our bra like com- sensor conversation <laughs> earlier, does having does free balling actually create an own natural elasticity of the balls? More than constantly constraining it with some. Well, you I know. think like hunter gatherer tribes, they still have to wear like a cod piece, right? When they run, I think they they well they tie their dick to their their leg. I don't think they but tie the their, whole thing. Do they though, just the whole they? thing? I, I don't think know. Maybe. So. Because the thing it is, seems uncomfortable. Well, because the dick's gonna helicopter, and so you got to avoid <laughs> that, right? The the balls don't really. The I'm, balls do kind of like. I'm a, searching for natural elasticity. No, that's not it. Uh, turgidity is the word I meant. <laughs> I have not heard that word in a long time. <laughs> I mean, now, I was never clear if it was a hard G or kind of a J. You know, is it turgid or turgid? Turgidity. Turgid does not <laughs> think, sound good. I think turgidity no. is right, though. I think, that sounds I'm pretty, right. I'm pretty sure, it, I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's who's... I, I was just talking about, like, all these people that we put in, like... As a side effect of the vaccine, I'm just feeling a little... Turgid. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm you're just, saying we should all get it then? I, I, I don't mean, know. I mean, I, depending if it lasts more than four hours, I'm going to check myself in. But here, don't call the doctor. Call more ladies. Part. Very yeah, few people exactly. would wonder what Trump is thinking because I think we, we know, know what he's thinking. Yeah, I, I think it's like no, out it's there. like it's if he's thinking it, it's out there. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. But there's some no, people who are I'm like going for Harris. I'm, I want to know what's going on inside that lady's head. That would be a good one. Yeah, yeah that'd be. Something. Um, I was thinking somebody like. Mark Zuckerberg would be really interesting. It would just be binaries, just zeros and ones, like the Matrix. No, have you heard the episode? Who's the fucking Roman emperor that he's obsessed with? He's obsessed with the Roman emperor. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you uh, have to look into this. Terrifying. This is fine. It's I'll not. It. It's, it's not, not it's one on of the, the good ones. Um, it's not like Alexander the Great or something. It's on Behind the Bastards. Right? Yes. Yeah, it was on. Yes. Uh, he's about, like. About I can't why, remember. Uh, I think it was an episode called "Why Why Mark Zuckerberg Should Be Murdered." Yeah. But, or something. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Are we almost there? I don't know. Oh, we got five minutes, and then it's so time to I want. I just want like I think something just to if we want to be serious a little bit, like mm-hmm. to to we touched a little bit on the the idea, the you know conceptually about you know vaccine not vaccine you know for a variety of reasons, and I was anti for a really long time. And I know that there are people who are thinking about it, like trying to navigate. Is it going? Is it safe? Is it not safe? Is it you know? Is it will it be useful? You know, what am I, you know, what am I afraid of? Why would I get it? And the conclusion for myself, I mean, like, you know, I'm anti, 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 anti. And then just realize like, oh, okay, there's an inevitability here that I cannot change. Mm. I've got some other, some factors that other people may not have. I'm closer to the end of my life than to the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I might be. Um, be willing to play a, a bit more cavalierly with what remains. Um, but the most, but the most important thing for me was like, Oh, for sure. International travel is not going to be a thing no. without this. Yeah. And that is something that I consider to be rather important. I mean, I've traveled mm-hmm. a lot. I want to do more. Mm-hmm. And, so that the risk of the vaccine was worth the, the, the ultimate benefit of being able, And if I do it now, then, you know, whatever, two weeks after I get my second dose, then supposedly, you know, I should, depending on whatever regulations are in place at that time, you know, I should be okay to get on, on an airplane and, and, and go somewhere. And whether, and 
you know, I, I don't think it's like fucking deflector shields and, no. you know, Star Trek or anything like that. There's still behavioral considerations. It's not like, oh, willy nilly, I'm going to do whatever the fuck. But if it allows me these and, turgid balls, like, <laughs> yeah, that'll be a good that'll be good fun with the TSA. What is that you're packing, young man? I'm like, <laughs> have you seen the side effect from the vaccine? <laughs> exactly. You should get it. I, I uh, you know, if you want to have balls like these, um, but but j- just the idea of like, okay, that that some opportunity to travel comes up either for work or for mm-hmm. what or for whatever reason. And like, I would like to be able to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm also, you know, after reading a little about, you know, the, this and the, that, and the, you know, which one to get, or which, do you have a fucking, you know, choice? Is it, is one more effective than the other? That part doesn't, I'm more interested in the license and the fact that if live music events are actually yeah. going to happen and it's going to be a thing, the two things I miss most based, you know, from, from last year, it's fucking traveling Travel. and live music. And so if the, if the contingency is, you know, my phone says, you know, let him in. He's got a green check because he's, you know, vegan and has had the vaccine. <laughs> um, th- th- then, okay, then I'm going to do that because, like, I am more willing to do that than I am to, um, like, always be in confrontation with the regulators. Mm-hmm. I think it's better to slide in and knife them in the neck when they're not looking than to face them head on. And at what what means can you knife them in the neck? I'm not saying that I'm, you know, powerless mm-hmm. because the power that we do have is to help other people think about these things. And that's why I think they should be discussed always. All right. topics. Uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. The more uncomfortable, the fucking better. Right. In fact. Um, but... To to confront and change, I mean, I think the inertia and the momentum of, you know, the government overreach right now, okay, this is not something until it's, you know, until there's some kind of catastrophic event and therefore opposition that goes with it, there's there's quite, there's not much the individual can do. I want, and so I don't want to say, look, I bow down. I took your advice, Joe, and I got the vaccine. That's Joe Holmes, not yeah. uh, Biden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I assumed actually the correct one. Okay. Weirdly. <laughs> Weirdly. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's got a new, you know, work gig, which means going to Europe, oh, yeah. to the EU. So, you know, he's, he, he had to yeah. get started um, if, if he wants to actually take that job. Uh, but it's not currently but, being. Uh, no required to travel though well internationally you, th- yes like internationally if you want to get into countries right now that are in the eu if you have a vaccination fully vaccinated you're let in it's like it, it, it kind of goes above all of those things but you mean I, I i know people that have been traveling internationally and are still doing so they don't have the vaccine you can yeah but it's just that easier. means you just have to test you got to oh, yeah. test again you can you can and be, you might have to you might have a 14-day quarantine yeah. on arrival in the sure. country yes. that would extend the length of right. your vacation that might cover your entire like if you want to go on holiday in a specific like an airport hotel in you know austria or something um for your two-week vacation that's awesome i mean they do have some nice hotels yeah but but, and and i don't know what all of those regulations are nor are they consistent or um sensical (laughs) or not changing sure you know all of the time so so 
sort of who knows but i think it's just like okay what's what are the risks of this okay i grow a you know my balls, you know, turgid <laughs> all the time. Ah, it's going to be kind of inconvenient. Going to have to buy a new wardrobe, you know, maybe a jock strap. I don't know. Um, but but uh, weighing that against the, the other risks and what you know, you know, are these are the things that I want to do worth taking this risk? Especially if I can, you know, if I and I and, and I'm not clear yet. You know, to the let's see. I'm not clear yet about you know how um, I've arrived at my decision. You know what pressures are at play. I don't think we ever we necessarily know what is happening. You know, yeah. consciously and uh, and unconsciously in any decisions that we make. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's something that I will you know spend some some time thinking about and talking about with others. Um, the process, of, like going to the place and doing it, fucking fascinating. Mm. Just in the sense of who's there, you know, administering, who's there, you know, administrating, who's there getting it, what are the people, you know, who are there for their first and, you know, and, 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 and who are there for their second, you know, which means if you're there for your second, that means, you know, three weeks ago you got your first. So you were an early adopter and why? Oh, here's a diabetic in a fucking wheelchair. Mm. You know, here's a, a morbidly obese person. Here's the person who's at higher risk because of their, their age and the comorbidities yeah. that you, you visually see on them. Like those are that was the majority of the early adopters. Mm-hmm. Those people who knew they were fucked if they got it. Well, they also get to the front of whatever line, right? Yeah. Having it, a, a, co- uh, a, a some type of sure my condition. Comor- my co- comorbidity is age, right? Like right. I'm over sure. fifty, so I got it. You know, like when I went on the thing, I was just like, "You can come tomorrow." Like, oh, that's weird. I heard it was really hard, but I guess you know that's because yeah. I answered the questionnaire and they, you know, I went down through through the flowchart or whatever, but. Um, yeah, so so the people most at risk were the ones at the head of the line. You know, it, it's interesting that I saw posts online of um, people who were uh, very, very excited and happy to get the vaccine, right? Just the, and, and, the language around it is super fucking weird. Right, but, and, and, but these were people who uh, only were eligible because of a comorbidity, but it yeah. was because that they were obese. Yeah. And so they're celebrating their obesity <laughs> because it allowed them like, thank God I'm fat because I now I get that, the vaccine. Yeah. Now I get, and they yeah, had a donut. Exactly. <laughs> and, and now I, and now I get, and now I'm up, up, you know, going to Krispy Kreme, but, but the, I, but the, like I said, the language about it was super wild just because, you know, people are saying, Oh, congratulations. Like, are you fucking talking, you know, or like, shit, like, oh, are you ready for this? You know, it's going to be, this is a good thing that you're doing. And like all of this, just this fucking robot language was I'm like, oh my God, you guys, you're making this really weird. Well, and that, that's <laughs> the thing is that this, this, uh, kind of weird excitement about it from some people. Yeah. And you know, the, they're either in fear of, of illness, right? So sure. they're, they're thinking that it's a, a safety measure Yeah, or they're excited about the, the freedoms that it will afford them. Yes. And so what it's really saying is that you are super excited about this thing that will actually put you back to where you were a year ago, right? You are literally just going to February of 2020 Mm -hmm. when you had no fear of an illness and you had no worry about limitations to what you could do with your life. But we have oppressed, suppressed, fucked you up for so long now that I, I mean, it's an ex, it's it's just it's it's population control experiment, you know, on a level that I don't think we've ever seen. I, I, I can't imagine that this has ever happened because while there have certainly been, you know, various atrocities uh, 
you know, pervade onto the people for a long time. Yeah. Never has there been a global reach and scale to this extent, right? Yeah. Or, or I mean, and I think global is the is the important yes. word there because it's a, it's not just like one country, you know, uh, locking down its people. No, it, it's, it's it's kind of like a uh, uh, worldwide soft slavery, yeah. right? You have yeah. the the just the the movement of people limited. You know, because a, a year ago, if you had said, like, uh, you literally can't go outside, right? There are certain places where, like in Australia, where they were very, yeah. very strict. I remember uh, uh, there was a, a screenshot of a, of a tweet where a woman was um, tweeting at the local police department and says, can I walk my dog down the street? And they said, no, you may not. Yeah. And the thing is, that seems absurd, but... That is our reality now. Yeah, and and it's 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 so interesting and fairly it's quite alarming how people just they don't just acquiesce they become soldiers for 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 the cause. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I mean some friends who are uh, live in France, musicians, you know, so their way of earning a living, you know, they're they're not essential by any stretch. And and um, one of the guys. Hervé, I was talking with him. He's like, yeah, I can't go more than 500 meters from my home and you know, I have like a special pass to go to the grocery store or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, this is this is so much more oppressive um, than anything in history on a global scale. On a global scale, yes. And, and with, you know, pretty much everyone just bending over and taking it. Like it, no one, well, so you know, the, it, and, and the pushback, you know, that was given was at least in this country, mostly done by not very fucking smart people. So it was easy to dismiss, dismiss. Right? And, and yeah. the thing is, and again, that's that's a part of the the strategy, right? Is to yeah. say, oh well, you're a bunch of stupid hillbillies, whatever the thing is. Yeah. And so when you associate these things with each other, then it's like, okay, well, you support this politician, this political party, therefore you're a bad person, therefore your beliefs and your ideas are stupid and you're wrong. Yeah. Um, but I, it's, it's really important to always be aware of the fear that is being propagated to you, right? Yeah. And that's what they did is this thing is very deadly. So then you make people scared. So then they go along with the thing because they are fearing for their safety. Not only that, but they now look at their. But then you have to change it because, um, the you know the people who who went along with it who acquiesced in the beginning, you know their money started running out, their businesses started to fucking die, you know their businesses forcibly shut down. I mean, especially where thank you know thank goodness you. Yeah, yeah, moved escaped. out of that. But yes. you escaped. Um, but and, and so then they then then the thing had to change in some way where it's not just deadly. There's you know there now you have a social responsibility to behave in this way because what about grandma? And I'm like, so and, it, and, and all of these things in order to like the the way the language has been manipulated in order to sustain this level of control has been really fucking fascinating. Well, so, and, and there comes in the strategy, right? And there is a frequent pivoting, right? Yes. So there is, there's, there's the fear element, right? Okay. Yeah. You're going to die. Now we have to shift it to a moral issue. So now it's shame. Now you're a bad person for not wearing a mask. Yeah. Doing whatever the thing is. Right. 
um, they they divert when needed, just like we were talking about, like the 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 current the idea of the current events, right? Yeah. The things are always happening in the world, right? And an event becomes current, meaning it becomes of to attention when the certain people decide to talk about it, right? And or perhaps push certain issues. Yeah. And so. As you, you know, you, you, you go to a certain thing to try to control people in a certain way. And then, okay, first this Corona thing, right? So now this is this big deal. We have different strategies with that. And then we have the Black Lives Matter thing that happens, right? So yeah. now all of a sudden taking to the streets in thousands is now acceptable. But uh, a husband going with his wife to the, you know, pregnant wife to the doctor to see the health of his baby. Yeah. That's not okay. You can have a massive block party where you're, you know, by all means, I'm I'm all for protesting, but like there there's not any consistency here, right? Because the narrative it, it's it's all pushing whatever it is they want to, which is destabilizing in a way when people don't know what to do when right. when they don't know what to do because the, because it's, the positions are always constantly changing. They're far more easy to control. Right, they and just want to be told what to do. And at the, the, a certain the, point, the, they're begging for it. Right, the more confused people become, the less confident they are in their own ability to yeah. to think critically. The more they need to be told. Right, so you know, if you were before this year to say this is going to be the most uh, severe pandemic in in a hundred years, right? It's also going to be the year of the 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 greatest mass protest in history on a global scale. You would think. That doesn't really make sense as far as going together. Yeah. But it go it makes f- less sense when you understand that the vast majority of the people who are doing the protesting are also the ones supporting th- the severity of this this pandemic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. And so the the people who were just <laughs> yelling at me for walking my dog down the street without a mask on mm-hmm. are now going to a massively massively crowded area where you know where, where the 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 whatever it is that you're protesting grants you immunity from the virus right for or, that period of time sure you know as if like the virus itself was you know not racist or yeah or, or, or anti-racist or, or whatever the thing is yeah um and i the the thing that i feel like people need to be aware of and and you can be the most aware person ever, but we are human and we respond to stimulus and we have oh, uh, yeah. subconscious reactions that happen. So you can understand that the things that the media are going to tell you are going to be lies. But when you get bombarded with things, it still subconsciously gets into your Oh yeah. System. It's coming through your pores. Right. If you, you can you know shut your ears and it's still getting, it's affecting you in some way because it's so constant. And, and it's something that is, you have to, it's not just what's happened in the last week or the last year. This is an entire lifetime of propaganda, right? Yes. And, 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 you know, people think of propaganda as like this intentionally misconstrued representation of what's happening where it's, it's just everything that's ever been taught to you mm-hmm. by school, by your peers, by television, yep. whatever, all that goes into your brain and it affects the, the way that reality is constructed in, in, internally. But, but Josh, um, the good news Oh, there's good news. Yeah. Is that um, the older you get, 
the less affected by this propaganda you are. Like, it's not like it builds up in your system or anything. No, but so the less, change- <laughs> the less effective the current <laughs> propaganda is, but the, the I was the, actually, I was actually talking out my ass. But, I know you were, I know you were, but, but, but I also agree with what you're saying. Less the, the current, you know, because I've already been affected. The propaganda that literally formed your being. It happened 40, 30 and 40 years ago. Yes. And, yes. and, and I mean, well shit, 50 years ago, right? Like sure. the, the, what, how you come into this world, right? Like yeah. the, the everything, the books, the the music, that everything that you're exposed it, to is informing and affecting you in some way. Yes, and so there's a reason why, you know, uh, especially if you go perhaps back a little further or from cultures that are less exposed to the um, international type of just mixing of of things, right? The, the sure. more divided we were perhaps before TV and radio, yeah. you would look at um, vastly different cultural values, right? Vastly different oh, yeah. lifestyles and vastly different norms. And if you plop someone and, you know, fish out of water them and another one, they're going to have a lot of problems because they don't understand all the, the little yes. things, right? So we are a product of our environment. Now, what I think is kind of the, and this is why I, I put health as, I think all of this is health. Everything that you do yes. is health, it's well-being. But the thing that I think we have the most control over is the things that we actively put inside our bodies. And we mostly think of food as, you either think of it as as purely a source of pleasure, mm-hmm. or you know you might perhaps think of it as, as something that's, that looks more like fuel. Yeah. Let's say, right? Yes. And I would say that, that those people might be perhaps more enlightened. They're looking at calories and macronutrients and whatever. And those people might, I think those people would probably be doing better than, you know, this the, other, pleasure, the, the pleasure seekers. The pleasure seekers. Yeah. But it's, you're not just consuming like these physical building blocks. You are consuming a um, an intangible energy from the food that you consume that dictates not just your body composition, but the the literal cellular structure of your entire body yeah and that's going to affect your hormone level levels you know the the uh stress on your body the, the how your you know, your brain synapses everything on on to the the deepest deepest level and when you are if the vessel that you're carrying is as healthy as possible yes the way that you respond to the outside world changes because i i was someone who dealt with um, anxiety for the, the, I went from being depressed as a teenager to anxious for my entire twenties. And I was a generally functional person, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like I was just miserable depression. I wasn't, you know, contemplating suicide yeah. or anything. And I wasn't so anxious that I literally could not go out into the world. Yeah. But as I have what I'm, as I, what I've done with my diet to be more extreme than, what the vast majority of people will ever do yes as far as limiting my exposure to you know something as simple as like anything that's processed or or artificial mm-hmm. or perhaps something you know like like alcohol which is you know perhaps it's it's natural but you know causes issues to a certain extent yep. um as i've kind of purified that system mm-hmm. i've never felt more comfortable for lack of a better word i have a a calm confidence yeah um that has allowed me to handle things with a a certain um a certain strength and a certain uh, stoicism okay. i think um not that i think that i'm like you know 
the the most um, enlightened person ever. But I feel like things don't. I'm more resilient. Things don't affect me as much. Um, and I think about what people do in their lives, and they're stressed about their their job or they're stressed about what's happening in the world, the the current event that's being bombarded into them by the media, mm-hmm. and then. As all of this breaks them down, because that all affects us physically, yeah. they go, I need an escape. I need a pleasure. So they go, oh, I've been through a lot. I'm going to eat this thing that's going to make me feel better. But it's not going to make you feel better. It's just going to sedate you for a short period of time, and it's yeah. going to exacerbate the problem. And and leave you ultimately, you know, I mean, if we were talking about sugar, for example, sure. where, yeah, I'm, I... I I feel fantastic for however long it is, and then I'm then then the, the the bottom drops out, and in that moment when the bottom drops out, you are quite susceptible. To, I mean, you are more susceptible to these outside influences. Yes, you're to, you're to susceptible to literally something like disease. Yeah, and you are also susceptible to, to other reacting men, to propaganda. Yes, let's just say. Yeah, um, it's uh, you know the look at the people who are the most. It almost seems like you know someone could if they understood that you know the the cycles of um let's just say carbohydrate highs and lows um and you know they were realized that man we can make people a lot more susceptible to our message if we just uh have them eat in a particular way we don't we don't can't we, well we don't tell them not to we don't tell them that you know hey you could resist our you know our ideas and our messages better if you had some personal autonomy, you know, which maybe you can, if you were actually, if you understood that you were in control of your health and your, you know, the, the bad health that you're experiencing didn't just happen to you, but you participated. Yeah. In there, there's, there's arrival. sort of, there's an interesting thing where people view their, their, their state of well-being or their health yeah. as just kind of like a, uh, determined type of state. Th- yeah. These are my genetics. This yeah. is just my reality, and I must I must live with it. Not realizing how much is actually in their power and their control. Do you think any of them say it's what God wanted? You know, I think most of those people probably uh, don't believe in God. Okay, they probably think that this is it's in, you know as I've sort of had somewhat of a interesting spiritual journey over over the last few years, I. Some people are allergic to the word God, and so they'll insert something instead, which is more comforting to them, right? Yeah. So they will say that— Less problematic. Yes, if you will, uh, (laughs) that nature—due to nature, I have these issues. Right. And so I must cope with these issues as opposed to I can probably mediate many of them by uh, making some improvements, right? And, and so when, if you, and this leads to this like very like nihilistic mindset mm-hmm. where they go, woe is me. This is what I'm dealing with. So I'm going to search for, um, I'm going to be pleasure seeking and perhaps engage in hedonism yeah. because I'm miserable and life is meaningless. Yeah. Um, and, and, and again, huh. these are self-perpetuating cycles, right? The, the food perpetuates the behavior, the perpetu- the behavior perpetuates the food, um, and it's it always comes back to uh, I mean not just personal responsibility but the idea of of agency mm-hmm. and because people are desperate to latch onto something for control they actually use the agency in the negative sense because they I want to control yeah. something so I'm gonna control 
these sources of, of pleasure. And when you look at the people who are uh, the most uh, unstable, the people who are the most likely to be outraged by something, mm-hmm. you know, the the ones who are going to be yelling, literally screaming about some issue or or yeah. some random thing just in public because whether it's traffic or, you know, just something at the grocery store or some random thing where they have a um, uh, an inability to control themselves. Yeah. You are looking at, you know, we, we talked about sugar specifically, something that just looks like up and down on this graph and it's the highest highs and the lowest lows. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, the yeah. and the the inability to actually reel any of that in. So these people are go out into the world and they uh they vote if you think that voting matters. Um, which I'm I don't know, I'm pretty torn off. <laughs> I don't know if it does. <laughs> um and then but they create the reality that we live in because we live in society and there are mm-hmm. parts of that. So there's only so much that we can do because I don't, I'm not trying to go to someone and then, you know, I don't want to, to, you know, cuff them to a chair and then be like, you don't get any more, whatever crap. You can't watch whatever TV yeah. and you only eat this. Like I don't, that, that doesn't create anything good either. Right. But all you can do is take it upon yourself and to, Offer that ability to other people, which is to, 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 to do it and then show that it, okay, I'm a human being. I'm not a special human being. And right. I was able to sort of manipulate my own self, which allowed me to, you know, re- relate to these circumstances in a, I don't, a different way. Yes. I mean, so, if, you know, if, if you're um, not, not be so caught up in the, the wind of it, I guess. Yes. It, it, and, and again, like it's kind of one of those issues where if the more incapable you are of interpreting uh, information properly, the, the less capable you are of, of analyzing the situation and going, because the thing is we have now more than ever, more um, people of, of certain stature due to the, the media and kind of influencers of, of all kinds. Right. Okay. So there are now more people who influence other people on a greater scale. There used to be a smaller number, sure, sure. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And now Got our it. reach is, you know, I you, we can reach thousands of people just from our phones, right? Yeah. And so, when you when you look at someone who is successful, people want to emulate that, and that's a that's a good thing. That's supposed to be a part of our reality. Is that yeah? Someone is doing something and it's making them successful. There as, must be as some long value as our here. definition of success is well. So that's the thing, right? Is is our our current system allows for the appearance of success without the actual success, which means sure. what they are, um, um, be, they're, what they're being an example of is perhaps uh, misconstrued, right? Yes. So it, your value is inflated, perhaps in a way because we are being deceived. So it still is important because knowing how many there are of the the disingenuous kind or the more hollow kind, which are leaders and um, influencing people that, um, you know, if we want to consider those of us who we might think that might be of, of more value to not to be certain to share ourselves with the world Mm -hmm. to not necessarily compete with that, but to not let that, um, be the only source of sort of stimulus or information or whatever. Yeah. But, but the, the most important thing I think is to build community and that's the number one thing, which is what this place a place like this does. So if you can pursue well-being 
and uh, improvement in as many aspects as you can and you can bring people into that you can create and and grow very strong community and that that spreads and then the then if if there are if you know let's just say like-minded in in, in the best possible definition yes. of it um, you, you have a small group of people who are then communicating amongst themselves and 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 reinforcing each other's ability to deal neutrally with this other uh, stim, you know outside stimulus. Well, yeah, we, we're you know, we're providing support, right? Like, yeah. if if everyone in here is is paying a certain attention to their diet, for instance, right? Mm. It's a lot easier to stay on your diet, yeah. right? That the we're using the social contagion for good yes. in that sense, right? And the thing that's beautiful about that is no community is a static entity, right? It's a yeah. it's a it's an organism that lives and breathes and changes over time. So someone comes into your your thing and sees vast improvement and then they go out into the world and they infect something else. Yeah. Perhaps one person and then that grows. Now you are spreading let's just say a good kind of a, virus, a good kind of virus. Right. Yeah. And so knowing that there's going to be spread of negative things in the world. And sometimes it can feel sort of like defeatist to go like we we're we're up against, you know, the worst there's the world is going to a terrible place. Yeah. Instead of thinking of how you can actively go and beat those people that the, the mindset should be more, how can we improve the people who are sort of like already want, you know, not the people who are opposing us, the people who yeah. are kind of, in just on the fence open to either side sure and therefore yeah let's try and help them you know lean towards a direction that you know we see as beneficial sure I and, guess, and that's the know, thing is you know like, the the other people or the other side or however you want to describe it are going to disagree with what we think is good and they think no one thinks what they're doing is bad right yeah like you know Hitler didn't think what he was doing was bad. You know, Bill Gates doesn't wake up every morning and like rub his hands together and go like, how can I control more people? You know, he, he probably thinks I'm really smart. I know what's best. So I'm going to try to help save the world. Right. Yeah. I might disagree with his means of doing that. Um, but most people are trying to create their best thing. And, you know, in, in a sense, like the, 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 in the free market of ideas, the more, the more truth and value you can bring, the more that you can build that is actually um, sturdy and and not not hollow. Yes. Right. And I think that's yeah. that's what the nature of our current world is: is that we're fighting something that is kind of, in a sense, like nutrient dense, with something that is is very hollow and 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 empty. Mm. And the outside always doesn't really tell the story, which makes this much harder. Well. Yes. <laughs> Until you touch it up close and you realize that the thing that looks amazing is just some plastic with some paint on it. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, that, that idea of sort of, you know, th that part of the way of engaging in this, what I mean, I'll just call it a social conflict, um, is to, to build community. I mean, you would have to look at, um, you know, efforts by leadership air quotes around that um to you know to prevent community from very much so is um you know you'd have to look at a lot of their behaviors like okay well we recognize that the only thing you know that 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 organized 
you know, and and you know, free organized groups, free ranging discussion, you know, t- t- exchange of ideas, and all and and all of that. That's the thing that threatens, you know, what we as you know, let's just say, you know, bullshit, evil, hollow politicians sure. or whatever are trying to, you know, trying to accomplish here with, with, you know, efforts at greater control because we know better because, you know, obviously we wouldn't be in office if we didn't know better. Um, but it, and I think, I mean, last year there was a lot of one of the things that we, I think, almost universally in and around whatever nonprofit is. Um, we actively engaged in building those communities either by, you know, hosting, you know, gatherings of people here. Um, um, and, and I mean, I don't know how many thousands of miles I put on my car driving around seeing friends last year. Oh, because that was the, that was the thing. And That's you all drove I did. Your, yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for, for you guys deciding to just, you know, deal with whatever and just have the symposiums. Yeah. I mean, one, I wouldn't be here and two, I would. I would be living a very different life right now. I don't know if I would have ever um, been faced with the realization that I wanted to leave where I lived previously. Yeah. Um, and and that's the thing is that the the more that we can do this and the more that we become self-reliant, the less we need to be reliant on the system, yeah. which means the less that the government has control over us, right? So the less that something like, you know, if you put everyone on UBI and they just wait on their their checks every single month, then their checks can be now taken away, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't get the vaccine, if you, oh yeah, if you post hate speech or whatever, whatever the the random thing is, yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm looking at my my life down the line, and I'm going, how can I find some really good community and buy some land and create a an uncancelable world, yeah, right, an unlockdownable world where our our food and our um, enjoyment of spending time with each other is is really untouchable by as as possible by the outside world. And it's not like I want to just cut myself off from all of existence and live in a cult or anything. Um, you know, it's it's just trying to to have a really solid foundation mm-hmm. and also be aware that things might get really fucking sketchy though. Yeah, the, the, I, 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 you know, small community with open borders. Yes, let's say because I think that you know the danger is is there of the of the the self licking ice cream cone. The fact that you know our bubble was a you know kind of small part. You know, one reason you know that I would say that hey, I'm open to you know, okay, give me my papers that say I had the thing, so that I can expand my bubble. Like, I think it's important for me as a human being, also as a, a speaker and a thinker and a writer and a photographer and artist, whatever, to go out and communicate, to like freely associate with people and to communicate with people. And if I just do that inside this bubble, I'm less effective at, you know, Definitely. helping other people think. So part of the reason, like, okay, this is this is going to be a prereq for, you know, for traveling, for expanding the bubble. Fuck, I'm going to do it. And I will take that risk because I think the good that I can actually do, not only for my own satisfaction and pleasure and life experience, but in order to share with others. And this has been, 
I mean, especially the, the last over the last couple of months, um, the, the you know the feedback that has happened, the, the the social exchange that has occurred around particular episodes of the podcast, and that have then have been, in my opinion, you know, quite good and effective um, in you know getting people to think, getting people, helping people to feel, and to to recognize in them, you know, their not aloneness, that they are part of something, that they that that um, that, that they they are not dissimilar they're not isolated there are people who have had similar experience or um or, or, or came to similar conclusions about things or ideas and i think that's super fucking important yeah i mean I, I, that's really that's a great point that i i don't know if i uh was thinking about in terms of um you know if something limits your your freedom bit, of movement freedom of movement and, 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 and you know and then you're unable to reach more people, right? I mean, we do have the wonderful benefit of our our phones and social media and, and podcasts in order to reach people, but there's nothing nothing touches the per- the in person, right? Yeah. Which is why I yeah, I loved it when you guys had that first symposium that I came out to, and it was we thought about doing this online, but we knew that it wouldn't be the thing. Yeah. And uh, so th- that's a, I've I've actually made uh, a ton of like online friends in the last year mm-hmm. who. I haven't met damn near any of them. I don't think. Yeah. But I've created some very, very close relationships and we are talking about like, you know, having some type of meetup somewhere where we, yeah. we all travel to go spend time with each other. But cause the, the goal of, of the device yes. is to then transfer back into the real life. Right. It's, I mean, it's like the goal of the gym, the goal yes. of whatever you do in the gym is to take it outside. Right. Not, but not to live in here, not to live in here, not to do everything in here, not to be isolated in here. The goal, I think you're right. The goal of the, the device is, you know, the phone, the computer, the tablet, the, you know, the, whatever it is, is to actual, you know, to, to encounter experience, recognize that it's, that that's the portal. It's the gateway. It's the doorway. It's the thing that like allows um, people to recognize each other. And then maybe get together and have an in-person exchanges. Maybe it, you know, maybe it does involve ultimately creating, a, you know, a small community around, you know, a, a, a gym, a space, or whatever like this. Yeah, I, I mean, and that's the thing is that I don't think of it as in like find some people and then like fuck off to the middle of the woods and then just say see a society we're we're out of here. It's that, unhelpful. That's, yeah, that's that's not my my intention at all. Yeah, because um, I, I didn't I, I didn't get that. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know the the. The thing about uh, a community and very much being a, a living, breathing organism is that the organism has a um, ability to take in new things, but also has a, a regulatory system, right? Yes. And so I've known from every gym that I've ever been at, there are people who have come in and uh, we're not welcome back after some time. Oh, yeah. Right? And you, um, uh, Logan, who owned uh, who owns Deuce, the gym that I used to go to, used to say something to the effect of like any team that is easy to get onto is not a good team. Right. No shit. So, so you have to have (laughs) some type of, of um, evaluation process to ensure that this, this new um, member to your, your community is going to be a benefit. You mean to give more than they take or, some something of that sort, yeah. And uh, and so that's what I mean. That's what I think about is that like I would love to build something that has the uh, ability to grow, but yeah. not to grow in the sense that we will now take over the world, but but to create uh, a a source of opportunity, right? And yeah. and I and I think that's something that's so wonderful about this place is that you know it's 
it's not like the easiest place to become a part of, right? It's not like a hey, I'm 24 hour fit. I'm 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 joining the gym. Yeah, it doesn't work like that, right? Yeah. Um, but people come here because they think it'll improve their life, and I, I mean, I think that it does. And if you offer that, and you because you can't do that, um, in a hollow sense, right? Like that's a very it's not quantifiable, but it's pretty easily determined in a qualified sense what this place can do to people as far as sure. their health and their yeah, yeah, mental yeah. state and the way that they think and approach things. And value is value is apparent to the people who have the ability to see it. Yeah, And those are the type of people that you want in a place like this, right? If every single person who wanted to train with the people who train superheroes whereas here this place would lose everything and that's not that's not what this place is yeah. it's not what it's billed as it's not what that's not what it's selling yeah and uh i'm, I'm very grateful for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and i think people you know if if people do find their way here and come around and they start they start, start to realize like wow they what they were saying about the way that they engaged in those particular jobs you know, that were put on pedestals and, you know, seen as whatever, some form of success, man, they, what they were talking about was true. They're actually not, don't treat anybody any different than anybody else in, in the sense of the, like, let's just say the movie superhero training kind of thing. And I don't know, I don't know what people, you know, I field a lot of emails um, and ignore a lot also, you know, about people who, you know, from people who somehow got it in their head that that was some meaningful, you know, thing because of the industry that it was in. Um, and all it is is like here, the results of the work are just seen by more people because it's, you know, put up on a screen and those you have some idea of like, oh, that was fun or those people are super successful or or man, I would like to dot dot dot. Um, but it's but it's it's really it's human group you know it's a group of human beings working together and hanging out and trying to get fucking get along and you know and ultimately achieve a, a, a achieve an objective that they have you know declared amongst themselves to be similar you know in terms of motivation between individuals and you know i don't see you know when i watch michael train people or i train people on fridays or whatever it is like i don't see it it's not any different here and now with these non-famous or whatever people training in here than what we did on any of those jobs. It's just on those jobs we had a bit more control over the, you know, the, the hours outside of the, the, the thing and a bit more control over the diet and that kind of stuff. But Well, I mean, that's the thing is that I, and I think you would agree that what happens in here is more valuable than what happened in those situations. Possibly. As far as and I'll, I'll put I'll put <laughs> yeah. it I'll put it in this sense, because yeah. um, when you are you know to say when you are someone's trainer, you develop a, a relationship with them, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, for for every trainer that I've had and every person that I've been a trainer to, there is a certain intimacy that's you know you feel like you're someone's therapist and oh there's yes one hundred percent it is incredible what happens in those things yeah in those situations um, those. You know those those jobs. I feel are um, the the thing that is being uh, billed though is what you did to those people's bodies, right? And you, I'm sure you it, you change them for the better 
as people as well to put them through things, but that's but better according to the objective. Yes, like they yes. were closer to the objective than when they started. Yes, that's yes, you know. But but if you if you taught such and such you know actor uh, the value of of hard work or to to think of things differently or to appreciate the philosophy of effort, mm-hmm. that didn't sell the, the, no, millions of things right that, that didn't come that, that that part was the hidden part behind and, it, and it's supposed to be because what they're literally doing is they're they're leaving that to be something else on the yes. on the screen right yeah and so when you do when you do these types of things here you are engaging with you're not just changing a person because and you're not just changing multiple people but those multiple people are being you're changing them as a unit and, and then they are, and then because of that, they are changing the environment that they were in, and that, and then then the environment changes everybody. Yes, and it's a continuing process where, like, uh, okay, certain jobs. Okay, we're here for six months doing this thing, and then peace out. You know, like I'll never see you again. Maybe I will. Maybe there'll be a sequel. Maybe there'll be a thing. Maybe <laughs> sure. you know, or whatever. But here, you get we get to participate and then witness the 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 changes as they are happening and then the, the long-term effects of that. Right. And I think that is the, and, and then everybody is volunteering rather, you know, yeah, than being paid, than, than being paid, sure. but, but they volunteered for that job. And they, you know, sure. in, 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 so it, if it's, someone it's, paid me to be here, I would absolutely take the money. <laughs> Unless it came with certain, well, yes, you yes, know, because yes, no that one's different. It, no, there's no free lunch. I was going to say yeah. give, they might be given with the right hand, but they're full on extracting yes, yes. something with the left. Absolutely. And and so, um, and and that's not uh, so such so much commentary, you know. The, the, and it's generally on the excuse side of the thing. It's like, oh, but they were getting paid to do it, you know. And so, but if I now I was getting paid to do it, I could look even that good or better or this sure. or that. And it's like, no, it, it's it it's not the take the money out. It doesn't fucking matter, you know. It, 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 especially for the excuse maker, you are not going to do it anyway. People, you know, it, it, the uh, appearance is an interesting thing because of the value that people put in appearance. Yes. And they will justify their lack of success in that in that domain, yeah, with anything that results in them not having to do the work to do it themselves. But they, but also, I think, like, so one of the um, we I, I approved the proof for the rejected sermons zine today, and so it'll get printed. Uh, I don't know in the next few days, and we'll probably have it on the website in the next week sometime um but one of the one of the rejected essays has a a a discussion about that about someone who thought if they changed their appearance then certain benefits would come because of the appearance change right the the appearance itself yes yeah exactly and they were they were they thought oh man i'm going to be treated differently and i'm going to get a better job and all these things and then they lost the weight and they you know had the plastic surgery and then nothing fucking changed because they were putting all of the responsibility, not on the work, not on the understanding, the learning, the philosophy, and the integrating of it. They were putting all of the value on the ultimate appearance. Yeah, it's, it's only on the end product. Yeah. And if you were, and you just say, okay, so, so what you're, if, if that's what you believe, then what you're saying is that give Twite a magic wand and he waves it over you and you suddenly looked like that, that your life would be better. That certain, you know, all the good things would come to you just because of, you know, you were able to change your appearance, not because of the fucking lessons that you learned in the 
often painful and long lasting, you know, effort and dedication and discipline, like, you know, that kind of thing that allowed you to achieve that appearance. Like all the, all the good that you think comes from the appearance actually comes from the work being done to maybe potentially achieve that. And even if you fall short of that appearance, you know, all of that still happened. All of that still fucking happened. And it happened and it took six months. It took a year. It took two years. It took however long it took, but it was that process that allowed you to, you know, to, to, to gave you maybe the confidence to go for the better job, to, to, you know, change your social circle or your social circle changed naturally along the, along the fucking way. Because of how you affected it. Because of, yes, exactly. And, and, it's just such a shame that, you know, when somebody goes and watches a movie or somebody, I was thinking about this today because um, uh, I was listening to the Tool album from last year or the year before, whenever it was, that had been 15 years in the making, right? And, mm-hmm. and imagine, like, how long it took to, to, to make that album. And then people were just like, after two months, they're just like, they need to make a new album. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, okay, the reason that you loved that one so much was partially because of how long it took. The reason that movie affected you so greatly, it's not, it wasn't the two and a half hours that you were in the theater. It's the fucking three years that it took to make that thing, to get everybody in the condition to, you know, to tweak the story perfectly. And then, then, then it got distilled down to this two and a half hour thing. You're like, we need a sequel right away. We're like, well, you want something good. It's not going to be right away. And and that is what, <laughs> and and then we just apply that to you know physical you know the appearance that we were just talking about. I mean, the that, and that, that's the thing. commodification of everything, right? Is yeah, it's the the end product becomes what's being sold as opposed to the actual what what, what the quality of it, right? Yes, the, right. And so you know if if um, if you were just dropped on a helicopter on whatever the hardest summit that you reached, whatever. I, I don't think that you would uh, you would leave that with the experience and the all of the value that comes in with that whole process, right? It's fucking horribly right. uninteresting. It's, it's, yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like hey, do you want to take a helicopter to the top of Everest? And yeah. you, uh, I mean, I'm sure it looked cool, but the, the guy who climbed Everest and I do not have anything in common. Besides, we saw the same view. We haven't been changed the same. Oh right? no. And so it took him four different, you know, attempts on five different expeditions, sure. you know, or whatever to finally get there maybe. Or, I mean, I was talking with somebody the other day about this, of, um, you know, what somebody's like, what, what are the most meaningful routes? You know, not just those quick hit fucking things that you did in the Alps and how did that change? You, you know, how are they? And I'm like, holy fuck. One of the, one of the routes that changed me the most was an 1800 foot high thing. You know, yes, in the Alps, yes, easily accessible, but it took us four fucking tries to do it. I mean, it was super hard. We had to figure it out. And, you know, the, the the technical dynamics of it, the partnership dynamic of it. You know, my first attempt was with one guy. The next three were with another guy. Um, and like, yeah, and that thing affected me greatly, maybe more so than some of these other things that were further afield that you would associate with, you know, greater psychological, you know, transformation because of their altitude because of their size because the reputation or whatever but no it can be the fucking thing you know right next door that you know has a profound effect if you engage with it right if you allow yourself to experience it and appreciate that yeah i mean that's the thing that is that um a, a place like this right is you know i think because of i've been someone who's been interested in 
you know, fitness or whatever you want to call it for mm-hmm. most of my life. And I usually choose um, a venue or a coach or someone based on the results that I think that they will give me. Okay. Um, in that domain, right? Like yeah. I, I started doing jujitsu because I wanted to be more adept at doing jujitsu. And I, I joined the gym because I want to get fitter and look better and, you know, and certainly, you know, feel better and be healthier yeah. and stuff too. But, you know, it's, it's like at, at a certain point you realize that the thing that you're going to take on as an endeavor, it has that, that little, that has the, the shell of that, yes. but it's, it's all of the, it's everything else that is actually what the, the product is. I mean, I, I quite appreciated something that you posted the other day about, um, you know, the, the type of, you know, exercise or fitness stuff that you're doing in the gym right now is all aimed at being able to practice jujitsu better. Right. And to do that better. Like that's yes. I mean, it's just something that resonates with me. It's just like, I'm using this, the artificial training to, you know, to, to make myself more able to do another thing, another thing. But, but, and so, well, so I'll say that I, uh, you know, I, I had spent most of my adult life working out in the gym to work out in the gym. Yeah. I wanted another five pounds on the bar, whatever that was. And yeah. at a certain point after a certain number of injuries and whatever, I realized that, oh, this isn't adding to my life. This is taking away from it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then at a certain point it's, you know, okay, I want to, I wanted to make sure that there were, I, I could never like, I never want to not be able to go on a hike or something. Yeah. Right. Cause that would just, then why am I doing anything? Yes. And, and you know, it's like, I don't want to be, I mean, it would sure be great, but like, I don't have an, an intent to be like, um, the mo- the world champion jujitsu, whatever, right? Yeah. You know, like I- I'd I'd like to try competing. Um, I just I really find it fascinating as a as an art form and as a as a hobby. Um, and I I like engaging physically, but you know the everything that I do in the gym now, I I think of it as what is this doing for me, in whatever else I'm, I'm going to be doing. Yeah. And and but the thing is, ju- I look at jujitsu the same way. Is that I want ju- I want to be better at jujitsu because I think it'll make me a better person. I think that I will be, you know, for the for perhaps the most superficial expression of that is, I'd like to be able to handle myself in case God knows what happens. Okay. But I would also like the I also enjoy the the calmness that as you develop your skill, it turns less into this you know um, almost like uh, not necessarily frightened but high energy anxious type of yeah of war and it's more of now we're playing chess right and then i think about that and i think of i just did that with a certain intimate interaction with another human so now i've developed a certain bond with that person hey we trust each other we're trying to kill each other without trying to kill each other yeah and then now i am the person who has experienced those things and now that is my demeanor in the world when I'm engaging with, you know, uh, uh, the person at the store and we just kind of are chatting about, uh, what do you do with that, with that, you know, with those ribs, what are you going to, how are you going to cook them or something? I might say, I don't cook them at all, whatever. Yeah. But, but I, but I, again, I think back, I crack the bones and suck the marrow out. That's what <laughs> I do. That's what I actually do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I you know I think about, you know, back to like, you know, perhaps dealing with anxiety or something in the past and, mm-hmm. All of these things just contribute to me being a better version of myself. Yeah. And that allows me to be a better person for, for others. And my, my, uh, you know, that, that like down the line vision is always, that allows me to be a better father for my future children, Mm -hmm. which creates more people to go out in the world and do that in perpetuity until the sun burns out. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> When's that? <laughs> It's either it's either next Thursday, yeah, or or, or way yeah. way out there, <laughs> way right? yeah, exactly. Um, we should continue this, uh, you know, sometime. Yeah, I mean, I do this li- was fascinating. I, I do Thank live you. here now, I, yeah, <laughs> which is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. It's been um, it's yeah, it's been nice to see you in and out, and and the uh, th- just this conversation, I was, you know. Um, for a while I was getting a little bit bored with our internal conversations okay you know just if it was just Michael and I or if it was Michael and Keegan and I and we're talking you know about because the bubble's small you know we're not necessarily you know engaging and interacting with uh, other people I mean especially in you know certain parts of 2020 when you know the the, you know the, the, the bubble the pod whatever was smaller at certain times than it was at others and um it's this was a really fun ex, a really fun exchange thank you well I, <laughs> I i have to thank you because i the first time i walked in these doors was may 29th 2020 the day of my 30th birthday and now almost a year later and i don't i don't know if i can even begin to describe how much i've changed in the last year and how much I would I wouldn't say this place, but just this. Yeah, this. the abstract. This yeah has been on that, and so I'm forever grateful. I'll I'll, I'll I mean I, I mean to say thank you, but even though I don't feel like I need to do with it, but I also understand like that. Um, I mean, just having seen, you know, over the years. You know, when people, I mean, I saw it happen to my, myself, um, you know, get exposed to new ideas and how that can sort of reorient in a way, a, a, a direction or rekindle a certain fire. And I mean, I would, I would say, you know, that my first exposure to, to CrossFit in, you know, 2003 was something like that, that, that changed me in, in, in a way and that you know, was very good and fiery and super intense in the beginning, you know, short duration, high intensity. Um, and that's how kind of it turned out to, that my relationship with Greg Glassman, you know, was, and then we get, had, you know, a period of conflict. And then um, yesterday, or I guess it was the day before I had, the, he and I had what I consider to be one of the most amazing text conversations in recent memory of you know, a, a circle closing, but just recognizing sort of the influence that that encounter had or the influence that, you know, encounter with certain, you know, particular climbers during my climbing career, you know, kind of was like the bank shot that, you know, had no it, business going in <laughs> well, or, or just that I was headed in one direction and I had an encounter with a group of people or whatever, or an, or a particular environment. And it sent me in another right. place, you know, still within the sub discipline, but, um, or within the discipline, but uh, I mean, I think it's um, it, it, it's absolutely critical for us to recognize the influence of the environment of the group of people and to go seek out the things, even if we don't know. Like, I don't know how you ended up here on that, you know, on your thirtieth birthday. <laughs> you know, what, whatever led up to that. I just know that no one comes here and is not affected in some way, and that's. 
that's not just that's not that's not just ego. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not ego. It's just like, look, this has happened over and over again. I see people utterly change their lives after exposure to the t- you know to the group of people in this particular environment. I and, mean, it's undeniable, especially yeah. when you see it that many times over an extended period of time. So yeah, super cool. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> yeah, me too. And uh, I, I mean, we I would. I thought we were going to talk a little bit more about diet and I think we should sit down and make an episode just on, on yeah, sort that of would be that very idea. Yeah. Because especially because of what you said about the, you know, one of the more positive, you know, more meaningful outcomes of, you know, these changes in diet that you've made um, has been a sort of relaxed confidence or, a, or, a, or a, or a, an easy sort of strength with dealing with, you know, all of the crazy stimulus from the outside that like you put, which makes sense. You put yourself in a better condition. Um, you just tolerate and, and, and address and respond in a completely different way. Oh yeah. Uh, I couldn't, I could definitely fill a solid three hours on on that. So we'll, we'll certainly do that in the future. Okay. We should. Yeah. All right, cool, Josh. Thank you. <laughs> thank Man, you. we didn't even say that you were here. <laughs> no, we're we like, just, we, we just launched in this conversation. Josh Goldstein, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Episode number 161, I guess, in the fucking... It's a good number. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool.